Welcome back to the Brave Podcast. My name is Angelo, aka Exploring with Angelo here on YouTube. Most of the time you find me out there hunting ghosts, going to strange places, uh, traveling all around the world, and just doing crazy things. Here we have uh, interesting conversations. We have a fabulous guest that I'm really, really excited to uh, talk to tonight. Um, but before we get to him, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy uh, 2024. Mm, that's right. I uh, hope everybody had a really, really good time over the holidays, New Year that sort of thing and um, yeah before we get on to the conversation let me introduce my co-host Moshi hello everybody welcome back to <coughs> the podcast 2024 yeah. is very exciting I didn't even realize that was a new year now right. um, yeah I'm really excited to talk to our guest today I've just recently been watching some of his videos and I'm excited to learn a lot from this gentleman right before I introduce him I want to remind you that we are on Obviously, YouTube, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. Check us out there at The Brave Podcast. And now, to introduce the one, the only, Chris, Mr. Must List. <laughs> Chris Must List on YouTube. Well, I appreciate it. Um, honored to be here. Um, excited to talk to another traveler. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I can learn something from, uh, from you folks about hunting ghosts. So I can Definitely. add that to my uh, resume <laughs> on my next trip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, before we got into the uh, filming this whole thing, first of all, I was like, trying to fix a microphone because mm -hmm. for some reason your microphone was like super loose and rattling so i'm like swapping the mics things were just getting all messed up i'm like crap everybody's gonna be here in like 10 <laughs> minutes but uh yeah everything's uh good um yeah glad uh yeah maybe i could share some insight on on doing some some ghost hunting what what intrigues you about that what makes you want to kind of do that i think it's the the not knowing yeah yeah you know, th that's the reason i travel mm -hmm. right is to explore and yeah. to find out I'm not good at reading books okay you can tell me stories about uh, ghosts yeah. and hauntings. Mm -hmm. I want to experience it for myself. Oh, for sure. It's a selfishness in me. <laughs> if I didn't feel it, it didn't happen, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, maybe one day I'll take you to a, a place and we'll uh, do some ghost hunting together. I'll show you some equipment. Oh, that'd um, be amazing. You know, kind of how to interact. I find like it's it's interesting because you you said that you're kind of skeptical, but you're like you're a skeptic in the way that you want to actually see something 100 percent, right and you've yeah. never actually seen witnessed anything before right never but skeptical i think is a bad word mm -hmm. because um uh, i'm not the type of person that says if you tell me the story no that didn't happen yeah yeah i'm skeptical in the manner that i i'm i want to see i right. want to experience myself mm -hmm. but i'm yeah. very open to it yeah for sure yeah i was kind of like before i started this i was kind of i guess in the same almost kind of frame of mind like i was very intrigued by it very interested and sort of the same thing where it's like um a lot of these other people were going out and actually physically going for the purpose of ghost hunting instead of just being at home and all of a sudden a door slams right but yes. i saw these other people doing it and i'm like oh that looks that looks like fun like that actually looks pretty cool um and then now i kind of i guess in a way do it for a living yeah. right so yeah that's fun um but apart from wanting to ghost hunt tell us more about your your traveling where have uh where have you been like most recently yeah well like overall my goal is to see every country in the world mm -hmm. um i'm 45 years old now I started traveling when I was 18 years old. Right. You know, simple trips, Mexico, Jamaica, Bermuda. Um, and once you've done that 10 or 15 times, for me, uh, I'm like, I got to start exploring far, further away. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm at the point where, like, my Google search, if you went through the history of my Google search and uh, you worked for, like, any kind of, uh, <laughs> what do I say, like, government, because what I search for is, like, the, the most dangerous places right. to go. Like, where yeah. should I not go? Yeah. Here are the top ten places not to go. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Let me go through them one at a time. Um, 
again, my list is 197 deep is the goal. Uh, I'm about 75 countries away from completing that list. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, Afghanistan, Somalia. I came from South Sudan last week. Uh, Iraq this year, Syria this year. I normally average 17 to 20 countries a year. Um, that's so that's that's a, a short list of um, some of the more unique countries I went to this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of it, that's so intriguing to me. Like what you do is intriguing to me and what yes. I do is intriguing to you. Yes. It's, it's that's how a, that's supposed to work. Right. Yeah. It's such a great combination. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've always kind of been, I guess people call it extreme travel because you're yeah. going to, um, you know, some notoriously dangerous place that dangerous some yeah. areas obviously are i mean here if you go to jane and finch it's dangerous right yeah. i mean some, some people, people would yeah. say yeah. yeah so um yeah it just i find that so intriguing and it's funny because on the show i brought it up with my friend brent abandoned urbex canada yes and i'm um, like yeah that's kind of like the next thing i would like to do like you know i've done a lot of these abandoned places uh haunted places and whatever whatever um but the next thing i really kind of want to do and just figure out like what's the best way to go about it is going of these like crazy places right yeah. like i'd love to go to south sudan or north korea um places like that that would be like really really complex and that's why i have so many freaking questions ready for yeah, you but, yeah. um, and let me tell you north korea is so high on my list i've yeah. been so patient um it, it's the only country in the world still closed mm-hmm. for covid yeah that's what i remember so doing. um yeah i can't wait for that day i'll be the first one on the first plane yeah let me know when you go off, maybe yeah. i'll meet you there <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, what stopped you before from, I guess, what, so when you started really doing YouTube, when did you start doing I, th- I think I'm about two and a half years in. I've, I've had YouTube channels in the past. Right. Nothing pertaining to travel. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I, I've probably had a channel since YouTube started for mm-hmm. different type of stuff. Um, but now it's a lot more serious for me. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. randomly throw up a video yeah. every six months. It's like, this is all I, it's, like I told you earlier, it's yeah, all I think about. Yeah. It's um, much, it's much more coordinated now. Right. Yeah. yeah. An obsession. Yeah. But about two and a half years now. That's good. Yeah, it kind of used to be like the same way before, like in the early days, like if, if I go back, like my, literally my first video on my, what is now my vlog channel or second channel. Cause I have like three channels. Um, so on my vlog channel, the very first vlog is, what is it? Uh, first vlog making tomato sauce and oh. fixing my car. <laughs> and it's literally just like the thumbnail is like the front bumper of my car. Cause n- nobody knew what the hell they were doing mm-hmm. when they first started. Yeah, right? for sure. So I don't know. And then just kind of looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Right? I remember my first ghost hunt video. And then now that it's kind of like become the thing that I do, um, it's like you said, it's, it becomes an absolute obsession. Yeah. Right? You're just constantly thinking, where's the next place? What's next? So what is next? Where are you going next? Well, I decided today uh, mm-hmm. that I'm going to go to... The game plan was to go to Guyana on Monday. My son's birthday is on Monday, so I was mm-hmm. going to go on Tuesday. Uh, but I couldn't find a good flight. But I looked and I said, hey, I can go to Barbados first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Barbados, I can go to Trinidad. And Trinidad, I can go to Guyana. So, nice. nice. Um, and then Suriname. So basically, I've finished Central and South America after this trip. Mm. So it's Got just it. like... Um, I, I like to rotate. Like, I'll go to Asia, then I'll go to Africa, then I'll do the Americas, and then I'm working on Antarctica now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't plan at all. Like, this plan, me buying a ticket today uh, for a flight on Tuesday is the most I planned. Just came to me in my sleep, and my wife is uh, as crazy as I am to mm-hmm. just say, yeah, go, go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Follow your dream. Right. That's awesome. That's, that's, really, it, that's amazing to have someone supportive like that. Amazing. It wouldn't happen without, without the support. That's mm-hmm. incredible. What's the, um, 
Did, was there anything specifically appealing to you about Guyana specifically? I'm half Guyanese. My yeah. dad's Guyanese. So that interests me that you could be going there. That, that I haven't been there. That's, yeah. I do no research. Mm-hmm. So zero research. Uh, I don't Google anything. I don't find out if it's dangerous. Somebody actually messaged me already saying, this is bad timing for Trinidad. There's yeah. extreme watches. I'm like, I don't pay attention to any of that. I don't know what the weather's like. like mm-hmm. I mean, anywhere. When I went to Iraq, I didn't know it snowed there. I, didn't even, I don't Google mm-hmm. temperature. I, yeah. I just go. Got it. Knowing I can go to a store there and buy a jacket. I don't right. plan anything. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, growing up, I had some friends, good friends that were from Guyana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the accent and, and the curse words and the food. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but I don't know anything more about it. And yeah. I don't want to know. Mm. I want to go with an open mind. That's cool. You know, unfortunately, when I think Guyana, what I think about is, is Jim Jones mm-hmm. and the negative. Yeah. So that is the one thing I have pre-planned to do when I was there. Because I Googled Going it quickly. To to, and I'm like, nobody has recently gone at all. Dude, I can't uh, wait to see that. So that yeah. is something that I'm actually excited about. I'm, you know, this, I might sound crazy, but I'm serial killing s- stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to curse. It, it's something I'm very into. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're past the first nine minutes. You can curse. Okay, now I want. can curse. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I'm into. Uh, no, so I mean, I, I've, I've watched the story many, many times in my lifetime. Yeah. So uh, I don't have any fascination with death. Yeah. Um, but I'm very intrigued by what goes through the mind of somebody like mm-hmm. that, some cult leader that's willing to kill. Right. Um, so going there, you know, I've been I've been to um, Auschwitz, I've been to internment camps mm-hmm. uh, in Poland and Germany, I've been to Cambodia, the killing fields. Um, again, not because I'm intrigued by death, yeah. but it's like it's a part of history, uh, and, and something from me inside of me being there and touching the place. Uh, it, it I don't know what it is. It has to do with the learning and touching and being there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like the same way. Like for me, I don't like. I even tell people like through the videos i'm like you really have to be here to absolutely understand it because it's more than just seeing it it's feeling it yeah right like it just there's something about it like you mentioned auschwitz i went there back in 2012 i went to go watch a few soccer games uh italy versus ireland italy versus croatia or whatever and then me and my friend drove from poznan poland uh down to krakow and then we decided to go to Auschwitz. And it was really weird because, like, for some reason, all the locals would just, like, pretend like they didn't know where it was. And we were just totally lost. We're, like, downtown Krakow. And I'm just like, I don't think it's anywhere around here, right? Yeah. And then we ended up going there. And it was just, it's, it's such a surreal place, mm-hmm. like, the feeling that you get. So I totally, totally get that. Um, but, yeah, what, did, uh, what else did you do in, like, Poland? You've done Germany and no, stuff like that, No, right? but all of that was prior to my YouTube. Right, right. So that was just me walking around and, mm-hmm. and exploring. Right. A lot of these countries I had to return to two, yeah. three, four times to even even scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get it all documented? Every country documented? On no, the you know, there's some countries that really they don't just have. There's countries I go to today that I don't even turn my camera on. Mm-hmm. That I either just, just do selfishly want to enjoy it myself. Right. Got it. Um, this is work. <laughs> yeah. YouTube yeah. is work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. Uh, when I film a video, it's edited that night myself. Thumbnails are created that night, and it's uploaded within 24 hours. Got it. So if I go away for 30 days, you're going to get 30 videos, and I'm going to come home exhausted right? Yeah. Um, from <laughs> lack of sleep. So uh, there are places I want to go that I just want to enjoy myself. Right. And when I'm with family, I don't record anything. Right. Yeah. Because people often ask me, I have a, a wife and three children, like, Chris, why don't you bring your kids and your family? Well, I do. You just don't see that. Yeah. Right. And there's a there's a big difference between what you see on YouTube and in the reality, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to do that, you just start a vlog channel, right? Yeah. Just a little bit a family, of family stuff. A family yeah. channel, but it's yeah. just not the content. Yeah. No, I don't think it really, I don't think it fits the structure really. No. Right. And, so. and, and what kind of man would I be to bring my, see, bring myself in danger? And the reason I travel solo, mm -hmm. uh, I don't feel in danger. Statistically, I'm pretty doing dangerous stuff. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I brought somebody with me and something were to happen, I, I would be the one responsible for them. Um, so, yeah, I like to travel alone. Mm -hmm. I like to be responsible for myself. Yeah. Where in um, what parts of Canada have you done that you found very, very intriguing? Not, see, not with the eye of a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been everywhere. Yeah. Newfoundland's the only province that I haven't visited. Okay. But I think when you have a camera and you do it, it's different. Right. So I, there's really not, I have to do all of Canada, mm -hmm. <laughs> Canada again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of I, recently I just thought about it. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to start going to some random remote places around the country because we yeah. have a lot of them, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people don't realize, like Canada, once you pass, like, you drive 20 hours north of Ontario, there's nothing, right? It's forests and then none of it, basically, mm -hmm. right? Which you, you know, can't even drive there. You and I are very similar mm -hmm. because I'm. if you look at my Google search, like yeah. three days ago, mm -hmm. I said, how far north can I drive? Because you cannot drive to none of it. Yeah. But if you drive Pickle like, Island or that's Pickle, exactly Pickle what whatever it, it was called, yeah. right? It's probably still open on <laughs> yeah. my thing. Yeah. So I was thinking I'm yeah. going to go there this week and yeah. just start yeah. driving in the winter. I, I was literally, it's funny because we probably would have met each other there because I was literally crazy. thinking the same thing until a couple of appointments came up. <laughs> that is nuts because I never heard of Pickle Island before, but yeah. that is yeah. exactly yeah. what I searched. It seems so intriguing because it's just like, what's up there, right? Like you literally get to this random place called Pickle Island or whatever, if it's even an island i don't even know no but yeah but um, they, they said there's all your access that's what yeah. that's what excited me that, but that's what amazing i thought that yeah. i'm meeting another human being that was thinking very similar to i yeah <laughs> it's funny because i was just like oh, i'm gonna go and do it and i probably still will sometime soon but i'm just yeah. like i need some snow tires i didn't have yeah. snow tire two of my tires were almost borderline bald on my car i just got snow tires today so i'm like yeah i'm good to go <laughs> let's do it um but yeah, so have you done like the the territories? No, like, none of it, nothing no, yet. No, but none of it's high on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re I recently saw a movie. Uh, I think it was called The Grizzlies. I think I mentioned it on the I show the at name. some point. I think it was like on Amazon or I don't remember if it was Netflix or Amazon. And it's about uh, the indigenous people that live up in none of it. And there was uh, some teacher, white guy from here somewhere, who moved out there for a job and. Um, in order to engage the kids um he basically taught them how to play lacrosse and then started like this whole team wow. and it was in it was all based it was a true story based in this area called lugtuk and there ain't a whole lot out there but, it, but i'm like damn like that would be really cool to go and document stuff like that yeah. right this is crazy look at this thursday december 28th look at oh, look so at what funny. my exact searches were <laughs> That's funny. The camera can't see it. It's a yeah, pickle yeah. lake polar bear, pickle lake polar bear, pickle lake Ontario. <laughs> and that's what I was searching. That's it, pickle lake. I was thinking that's pickle island, but it's pickle lake. Pickle lake, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I've never searched that in my life. Yeah. But I was sitting there and I'm like, I gotta go north Ontario. Right. Amazing. I mean, you could probably go more north of there, but at that point it's just all like treacherous. I think that's the most roads. northern part of Ontario. Yeah. You can get closer to none of it if you cross over to the next province. Right. But right. it said that was the topic. How mm -hmm. far can I drive north? Yeah. And that was that was the answer. Yeah. For me, I think the farthest I've gone was uh, Wawa, Ontario. There was yeah. like this random ghost town. It was like an old mining ghost town and it was called Mickapickton Harbor. Um, and that was really, really cool. It was like right on Lake Superior. And basically what had happened was during the hurricane, all the water from Lake Superior went in and then basically destroyed all these houses and pulled everything into the water. So there's like cars and stuff that's all 
underneath the uh, the actual lake. Wow. So yeah, See, that's what excites me about what you do. You know mm. what I do. It's it's almost like a movie. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to compare it, but I mean. My best videos are when I meet the best characters, mm -hmm. and it's something you can sort of unplan. What I like about what you do is you can just go to a place by yourself, right? And and create content. Yeah, me a lot of it replies like I need to find somebody interesting, yeah. exciting that has a story. Hey, I've mm -hmm. been shot sixteen times. I'm like, this is the kind of story I need. But if yeah. I don't find somebody like that, it's actually quite difficult to to create good content. Yeah. 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 I find the same thing too. Cause like a lot of times when I go to the States or wherever, I'll take like that one day where it's just like, I'll focus on just walking around a random town and just like sightseeing and seeing mm -hmm. what's around, you know, the food, stuff like that. And that's most of that content ends up on the, on my blog channel. Um, but yeah, like I go to Savannah georgia i don't know if you've ever been there but yep. that's like one of my favorite places to go um speaking of serial killers i don't know if there's a museum there that has uh like the oddities museum have you ever been there no they have a whole bunch of stuff that all used to belong to serial killers okay. they actually have jim jones a uh, pair of his glasses um stuff like that um uh what was this what was his name charles manson they have stuff from him they have a bunch of paintings from john wayne gacy that he hand painted when he was in jail yep. so Next time you're there, if you ever end up back yeah, in Savannah, sure. definitely go check it out. But um, so far, what was your uh, favorite place to go? What was your favorite country? Favorite country is Namibia. N wow. Namibia. I can't even say that. Yeah, I couldn't Namibia. say it either. It took me some practice. When I got off the plane, I could yeah. not say it. Um, and, and, and the best part, of, and the reason it being my, my favorite country, mm -hmm. when I got off the plane, I was in the desert. Small, one of the smallest airplanes I ever got off. Mm -hmm. uh, airport. Like no immigration, nothing. And, yeah. I, and I open the doors, there's no taxis. Yeah. All I see is desert in every direction. And I'm thinking in my mind, okay, I had planned to be here a week. What the hell am I going to do for a week? I had to wait like two, three hours for somebody to come pick me up at this airport. And the whole time I was sitting with thinking like, what am I doing in this country? Um, but over dinner, when I met some people, uh, they said I should really go north uh, to the border of like Angola. Mm. It's, uh, you know, like a four or five day drive. Um, wow. So I'm like, yeah, I found the one rental car company that had one rental car uh, and, and I got it. And I'm like, let me do the drive. But since I'm driving, instead of going directly to the Himba tribe, I'm going to do a loop and do the whole country. So it mm -hmm. took me nine days solo. And it's the most, I don't know what the wording is. It's the most maybe unpopulated. It's one of the most unpopulated places in the world, but the yeah. streets themselves, I can drive through the desert one day without seeing a vehicle. That's crazy. There's going to be a gas station every eight yeah. hours but no vehicles on the road. Yeah. Uh, but the wildlife, you know, I've been all over Africa and it's very seldom do you see real wildlife, mm -hmm. elephant walking down the street. Right. And to, to stop on the street here and just, you're by yourself for the day mm -hmm. and you can hang out with the drafts and wow. without a ranger coming and saying like, keep the, keep the car moving. Yeah. This is what real yeah. wildlife, right? So. I guess it's because there's like really no one around. There's so nobody around. They just don't really care. It's empty. Right? No, know? but there's no, you know, because like in Kenya, mm -hmm. uh, you're in a you're in a national park. Right. A certain time comes, you got to leave. Yeah. This is real wildlife. This is real <laughs> animals mm -hmm. by the side of the road. Yeah. Nobody's job is to to keep yeah. you keep you moving. Hmm. That sounds really really interesting. What was your? Uh, these were all. You should be asking these because these were your <laughs> questions that you wanted to know. I wrote down a lot of questions. Uh, tell me about, so I noticed that you have quite a lot of videos about Namibia and I was going through like your, your play. I wanted to just see, I would quickly read off the countries that I saw that you visited, but there's so yeah. many that it would be. Um, what, yeah, your favorite country is Namibia. 
what about country you liked maybe the least if you yeah. have something like yeah that? for for me kuwait mm. okay um just not not for me any uh, reason why boring yeah like just real boring everybody's so perfect there that it's like fake. everybody's no not no. fake um everyone dressed the same everyone okay. looks the same the rules are very male gender oriented right i can't walk up to a woman and just start talking mm-hmm. so nothing against their their way of life it's yeah. just for me in creating content the only content i could create like how the beaches have nobody there yeah like that's the hottest place i've ever been and the beach is empty hmm. um they their enjoyment or the things they enjoy are things that i don't enjoy yeah drinking tea on the side of the road okay is not exciting for me yeah right? so this is a very me thing yeah for me it was a country i would never return to yeah um but if i did and i was in the region who knows i could experience something so totally different if i met the right person mm-hmm. uh just for the time i was there it was just really boring yeah do you have um and i think that's the only country i've been to where i like didn't do anything yeah three or four days i'm like i gotta get out of here there's nothing to do yeah when you travel there are you not buying a return ticket right away no no. so you it's i've never bought a return ticket in my life got it (laughs) if if immigration's listening around the world even the ones that require it i just i'm good at photoshop i just fake it Ah. i never know when i'm gonna leave right yeah Yeah. that's cool (laughs) Oh. I do that too sometimes, not yeah. going to lie. I may or may not have done that to Vegas, U.S. immigration. Yeah. I said I was coming home the 5th. I came home the 6th. You know, some <laughs> countries are very, like, they will not let you in the country without showing them a return ticket. Mm. Yeah. So for those countries, I do a little pre-research, and if that's the country, I just yeah fake it. <laughs> do you ever get trouble from entering countries, borders, no. anything like that? No, no. Not that I can recall. That's good. No. Just me. I have that issue apparently with U.S. Yeah. immigration, but it's probably just because I go so often, and then they try and say that apparently filming is working. Apparently, yeah. I find like, it mm. the opposite. You know, the more stamps I get in my passport, yeah. Um, the only place I had trouble was Israel because mm. I had like uh, Pakistan and um, okay. Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria. They're mm-hmm. like, "Why are you there?" I'm like, "Look, yeah, yeah those p- stamps are there, but I got a hundred other stamps that." Right, you can yeah. see I go everywhere. I'm not just going to Muslim countries, so. Uh, that's the only time I've really been stopped and, and questioned for the stamps that I had. Mm-hmm. That matters to them that much. Yeah. Eh? I don't tell people I'm a YouTuber either. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a world traveler. Yeah. Right. And my sense. camera that I carry is like, it looks like a amateur. I noticed that. It's it doesn't such look, a like small, yeah. like. And it gets me through anywhere. It's like the, it's a, the little GoPro, right? No, Sony. It's a Sony action camera. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, very small. Yeah. And on purpose, I have like tape wrapped around it. It make it look like all beaten up. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm in a hood somewhere and no one's that looking at sense. me like, hey, let me yeah, take that, that nice from camera. you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you should see my camera that I have over there. It's uh, definitely don't want to go to hood with that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. I brought a, a smaller one, a ZV-1, but even still, like, for what the places you go, that yeah. would probably still not even be, like, be ideal. It's still, like, a $1,000 camera, yeah. right? So. Yeah. I love my camera, and, and mm-hmm. for many reasons. It's small. It's easy. It has one button to push. Yeah. There's no monitor to watch, so mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention to, sh- to the angle or the right. framing or the shot. I hit record, and I talk. Mm-hmm. And then just hope it all works. Yeah, it's no never work. not. It's never not worked. <laughs> that's so. good. That's good. So it's reliable. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the biggest culture shock you've ever experienced, or that you've experienced abroad so far? Yeah, everything is like eye opening. Yeah. But I think 
coming from Toronto, I was born and raised in, in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on Jane Street. Okay. I was in my elementary school, I was one of very few white kids. Right. So if you look at my school picture, mm-hmm. there might have been two white kids in the class and every other race. Right. So, you know, having friends from all over the world, I think even at a young age, like I've, I've eaten the food, I've mm-hmm. been to their house, I've seen some of their customs. So I don't think anything was too crazy for me. And I've been doing this so long that, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think there's ever been a real culture shock. I guess, if anything, like the in Afghanistan, you know, the rules were uh, women can't do this and mm-hmm. men can do this or no singing is allowed. Uh, not really a culture shock, but just an eye opener that, hey, you know, cert- doing certain things in certain countries can get you really in trouble. Right. Um, that that that's the most shocking. Mm-hmm. Even like your beard, I can't. As a man, my beard doesn't grow like yours. Mine will grow here and here. But like in Afghanistan, it's illegal to shave your beard, no matter what it looks really? like. Oh wow, or, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, on the windows of the barber shops, yeah, there are the rules there. No, uh, and no you have chase. people walking. I can't think of the name. There's police officers, then there's some other officer to ensure that your shirt is long enough, that mm-hmm. your hair is. And you, as yeah. like someone who looks like a tourist, yeah, do th- does that affect you? Do they? Has you have you been spoken to? Well, and- there's there's rules. We'll call them rules for tourists, mm-hmm. opposed to laws. Yeah, right. So if you break a law in Afghanistan, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. For me, they sort of like it's a little bit. Come more on, put on our local clothes. Right. But if I don't, they're not going to put me in jail. Yeah, right. it's more like loosely enforced. Yeah. I guess. Right? but there are people enforcing yeah. it. Yeah. So there are people on the street with plain clothes that are mm-hmm. here to say that I don't like the color of your shirt. Right. Change your shirt. Do this. Do that. Where we would never think of. Like, can you imagine? I was in South Sudan where holding a phone is illegal. Really? Right, last week. You are not allowed to take a picture of a river, of a plant, oh. of anything. Illegal jail. Right. For tourists or for not tourists. Okay. So, like, that's like... like I, and the, I guess You want to be respectful. You're in their country. Yeah. But you're like, come on. Beautiful right. country. Yeah, of course. Beautiful river. Beautiful Don't you people. want people to see? Right. But they're very, yeah. very suspect that everyone there... Is there to harm them? Right. Talking about South Sudan. So when did you eat something very interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you were there? Yeah. I see a video here yeah. eating barbecue rat in <laughs> South Sudan. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Tell me. I would. I don't know if I would have. How'd you get there? Ten years ago. Uh, but the whole time since day one, they kept telling me about this tribe that eats rats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was on my mind. So my final day there, I'm like, let's go find this tribe that eats rats. Hmm. It wasn't too hard to find. Right. So. Uh, there wasn't very little meat to it. Yeah. They call it a rat. I call it a mouse. It's tiny. Small, yeah. mm-hmm. It was more fun catching them. Right. But you, you know, it yourself. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. I was there holding the camera. Yeah. yeah. Had I not been holding the camera, I damn right would have caught <laughs> it. So, I was yeah, getting yeah. excitement out of it. Do they just catch it by hand? I haven't seen yeah, that video yeah, yet. But... Well, they hit it with something. But okay. if they can catch it by hand, they'll catch it. Yeah. Wow. They're out in the field. They lift stuff off the ground, and the rats scurry all right, around. Right. Uh, you know, for me, it was fun. I don't necessarily like killing animals, but for mm-hmm. them, they eat them every day. This is how they right. survive. Yeah. So for a Westerner to look at it and be like, ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but this is how they survive. It's part of their culture, right? Right. Yeah. And, and it's like this all over the world. There's stuff that we eat here that other countries would be like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Right. You do that, right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was definitely part of 
and I, I had planned to do it to do it the whole time so i'm i'm really happy mm -hmm. i was able to do it that's neat yeah sort of a unique experience but yeah like you said like every culture kind of does its own weird things yeah um, well for me my rule is this if i'm in your country and this is something you normally eat yeah i'm open to eat it no matter yeah, what it is yeah i want to experience what you experience every day mm -hmm. so there's no for me saying no it's yeah. always going to be yes yeah it's like for me when growing up watching my my grandmother eat uh chicken feet and i yeah. was just like no nah, that just that just seems revolting i'll try it but yeah do i really want it no yeah. <laughs> not really <laughs> um yeah so when so i was gonna ask you so when you went to afghanistan did you already go with a beard like, no i don't have you a beard. Up? no i can't grow a beard oh so like, you, i'm a baby face i can't just whatever can't happened happened right? yeah but i mean for <laughs> others that are there that yeah. you you are able to grow it you're yeah. expected to grow it okay hmm. interesting you had uh, a question um, you had there, right? I got, yeah, so talking about, so going off of the, the culture shock, uh, when you go, because I watched some of your Palestine videos, me and my wife were watching, and you went from Palestine into uh, Israel, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, like, have you seen any kind of what we would call like propaganda for even, and even maybe not those two, but yeah. you're in whatever country you're in, and then do you see any kind of, I don't know if there's signage or any kind of propaganda that would be maybe against the Western world or even yeah. like the two countries that you were visiting no, at the time? No, not, not in particular. I think it's the opposite. Um, most of the time the propaganda is like in the West Okay. for probably mostly Middle Eastern. Got it. Um, you know, the propaganda of like Muslims are bad people and Muslims are going to are terrorists sure muslims are the most incredible human beings on planet earth thank you for saying i wish that. everyone had the chance to spend time with a muslim person you know if you ask me a culture shock now it, this brings back memories the first time i was in palestine uh, palestine was about 10 years ago and i was with my taxi driver well before youtube um but i still traveled in the same manner where i wanted to experience so I told the taxi, like, bring me somewhere that you don't bring tourists. He's like, well, I want to bring you to my house. I'm like, you never brought a tourist? He's like, I never, no tourist has ever asked this. That's so cool. I'm like, who's at your house? Oh, my wife and kids are there. Um, I said, if you don't mind, I'll go. And his, his wife came in full attire, only eyes showing. Mm -hmm. And I brought the taxi aside and I said, you know, I apologize, but like, am I supposed to talk to your wife or not? He said, no, you can talk to my wife. She's very educated. She's a school teacher. Right. She speaks perfect English. I said, sorry for me asking a stupid question. I just didn't want to insult or offend you. Mm -hmm. And then we had this wonderful talk. And, and I forgot while I'm talking to her that she's covered in a manner that I'm not accustomed to. Right. But if my ignorance stopped me, I wouldn't have had that conversation with her right. out of fear. So it's, to me, I've always learned to ask questions. I don't want to offend you. There are certain mm -hmm. religions in uh, places and races, you don't do certain things. Yeah. Right. But there are so many opportunities to learn from people if you let down your guard. And, you know, we sat around that day, again, eight, nine, ten years ago. We ate probably the first time where I ate with strangers, all with our hands, all from one big meal. Mm -hmm. I remember kids running around laughing. And, and to them, they look at me as a white man. And unfortunately, white people are associated with the propaganda that's built mm -hmm. negative energy from 9-11 onwards. Um, so I think it's it's our responsibility in the West to share the incredible um, culture, even cultures we don't know. I go to mosques all the time around the world, not because I'm religious or I want to learn the religion, because I respect other people's religion, and I like being in that environment. I'm not a religious person, but 
If there's an old church, I want to go. I want to go and listen to them pray. I, I enjoy mosques I, all over the world. And synagogues are no different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've been very, very pro-Palestine during what's happened. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean I'm anti-Israel. I've, I have many great friends in Israel. Um, I, I know Palestine has not been treated properly by the world for almost 100 years. Mm-hmm. Palestine deserves freedom just no different than anybody else anywhere else on the planet. Right. I'm very, very, very... You know, I'm against genocide mm-hmm. by any, like, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. Even this YouTube, you know, I have a voice, right? I have four or five million people watch my videos per month. And I've always been outspoken. In my videos, you might hear me say, you know, Pal- free Palestine. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get the comments like, oh, you're, you're working with terrorism. It's a very hurtful thing. You as a YouTuber, I'm sure you get comments All the now time. and then that hurt you. And I'm like, man, I'm for, I'm for humanity. I'm for peace. Um, it's a very, very tough thing, Mm -hmm. but I went completely off topic, but Muslim people, whole and whole are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever, ever had a problem at all. So when the world speaks negatively against me, I want to cry now. I get emotional about it because they don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. Off topic, slightly off topic, but I think it needed to be said. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's a, that's perfectly, uh, perfectly well said. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, honestly, I find, especially with YouTube, realistically, no matter what you do or what you say, you're always going to have somebody who's going to be against you. Yeah. Um, yep. no matter what. And some people do. Like, I know a lot of creators on YouTube, like you probably do yourself. Some people let it really get to them. And for me, I kind of have like a. I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm just going to say whatever I need to say mm-hmm. and get it off my chest. Even if I'm wrong, I'm going to say it anyways, right? I when mean, you say you're wrong, you mean when like you're recording. Un- not knowing that I'm okay. wrong, right? But once that negative, me, once right? that negative comment comes, yeah. is there a rebuttal? You ignore it, you delete it, block it, what do you do? Uh, it could be a variety of different things. It depends. If it's if it's in a, in a hateful or distasteful manner the way it's written like it's directed at a friend and they say like i've had comments about friends that i filmed with i really don't like that person because they're annoying or they're an asshole or whatever it's like nah they're my friend and i'm gonna stick up for my friend delete yeah right yeah um if it's very spammy at that point obviously you just put it in the um what is it called the do not show section or whatever hidden from channel section um It all depends. Most of the time, I'll just ignore it. Sometimes I'll I'll rebuttal and just be like, what you just said literally makes no sense whatsoever, right? Or maybe they kind of said something because they their perspective, they saw something different than what it was actually either said or done or shown in the video, and I'll try and correct them. And then a lot of times they actually realize that they were completely incorrect and sometimes they even apologize right yeah. in the follow-up comment, no, i rebuttal right? yeah I, I i call depends, it depends yeah depends For on me, what I'm, it is i'm like the mm-hmm. most honest person if i don't yeah. like your comment you're being racist uh I'll speak oh yeah, yeah if it's racist then no forget yeah. it like well you know what i do is yeah. a lot of the negativity is is mm-hmm. racial me going to africa as a white man yeah. i get a lot and it's always it's always people in the usa like mm-hmm. racism is built in the usa mm-hmm. i don't feel racism anywhere else in the world but the people on the keyboard, like for me going to Africa, being in South Sudan, white man, go home. Mm-hmm. White man, go film Newfoundland. Yeah. 
no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you understand? Like, wow. this is, the, and it doesn't get to me mentally. It doesn't stop me at all. I love Africa, mm-hmm. and I would never let that one percent. If you ever log into your statistics and look at the right hand side when you see what your like versus dislike ratio is, right, right. And it's like my videos are like ninety nine point two, ninety nine point four. And how mm-hmm. could I ever be upset? Yeah, exactly. Right. I do remember those stupid comments, but I look at that and I'm like, okay. 99, mm. I wish I had those grades in school. Yeah. I didn't, right? So I'm okay with it. If most people are happy with me, then yeah. then I got to stay content. I mean, you're going to have even people who are subscribed just for the reason of yeah. disliking your videos yeah. when, you, when they get the notification. So I have a funny story. I'm not going to say who it was. Yeah. Um, but another uh, content creator, another fellow YouTuber, kind of in the you know the haunted ghost field, if you will. Um, so they noticed that a member disliked a bunch of their videos. It was always one. There was always one dislike when they would, so they would purposely create a members only video and then post it and notice they'd get one dislike. And then again, the following week, it would happen again. So it's like, dude, people are literally paying to dislike content. Like, isn't that, (laughs) like, dude, don't you feel stupid paying five or $10 a month just so you can dislike a video? Like, that's just crazy to me but it's not like one dislike is going to change anything for right. that video like either it's, it's only positive yeah, but what i've seen that i think yeah. the definition of a dislike like if there's a story and somebody's mm-hmm. talking about they had cancer yeah you might hit dislike because you dislike cancer right right, right. yeah right. their definition might yeah. not always and that's that's kind of what why i'm saying sometimes it's based on perspective right what they yeah. think they heard or saw or whatever it might be right oh they didn't like uh like you said cancer or my glasses yeah. they hate my glasses today <laughs> i didn't wear them normally i'm wearing some big flamboyant glasses <laughs> why are you wearing pink shoes when you're in the suicide forest in japan right, right. who why cares what color my shoes are yeah. i'm walking by myself right yeah but yeah it happens yeah oh yeah for sure that's like my friend jazz he wears uh um what are those stupid slippers that everybody wears crocs yeah, oh, yeah. Literally abandoned places. There's mold and water everywhere, and this dude is just like trekking through tunnels and whatnot with Crocs. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Right? And he's like, what? They're comfortable. <laughs> so I don't know. Anymore. What made you want to start YouTube for all this? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just about sharing, sharing what I've seen or what mm-hmm. I'm seeing. Yeah, and, and it's like a vault. You know, you lose your phone, you lose memory cards. They right. YouTube, you, you got to feel like it's going to be around for a while. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like my trophies. Like I, I look at each country as a trophy. Like, hey, I did it. Yeah. Why not share some of that with? There's people around the world that will never go. So why not share it? That's right. right. Uh, and now that's how it started. And now it's just like an obsession. It's an mm-hmm. addiction. I, you know, when I say that, I mean like my my addiction is like how do how do I ask better questions? How do I create better content? How do mm-hmm. I edit it better? Everything, everything mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and I feel like after two years now, my personality is showing more. In the beginning, I was nervous holding a camera up. Uh, hi, my name is Chris. Uh, in this now, I feel like I'm a little bit more past that point. I'm not scared mm-hmm. to be in a crowd of people holding up a camera. Yeah. Um. So it's just like even for my kids. You know, who knows? One day they might want to walk and follow in my footsteps. This is just a documentation mm-hmm. of the places I've been. Yeah. That's neat. And it's starting to make money now. Right. It can cover the cost of some of my trips. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the reason people don't want to talk about. But it's a moneymaker. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, of course. I mean, people don't realize, like, this shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Doing hotels and cars and just spending money. It all adds up at the end of the day, right? So, yeah. I mean, YouTube's got to be good for something, right? Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, what is your most favorite food that you've tried so far in your travels? Oh, I like don't the, know. Like the number, so number one. 
I, don't I know, know it's hard to pick yeah, but <laughs> i like spicy i like yeah. indian food is very good hmm. uh but to pass like italy the food is good but to pass that uh, like nepal was more like a surprising i didn't know the food was going to be so good hmm. but it was really really good um man i can go i'm hungry now i didn't think <laughs> so you know I, I can go on forever um there's not there's not one in particular but indian food overall is my my favorite like in india mm. food is my favorite place to to eat food mm. did you ever worry about eating in india there's a lot mm. of like memes and stuff yeah. like that all oh, the hand yeah. the well, hand but, thing, the guy <laughs> drinking the milk or whatever well but even outside of that like i know indian people who've gone to india and they've got very sick yeah. you know i don't know that was never a no i never that's good. i never got uh, you know the more i travel the harder it the harder it is to get sick in the beginning i used to get sick all the time got it i think my stomach is just getting more accustomed or stronger i don't know yeah or i'm just not eating from those type of places yeah. in the meme where they're mixing the soup with their feet and i don't i don't <laughs> eat at those those kind of places <laughs> i find it's uh sometimes it's like a like a climate change type of thing too sometimes it's not even the food people just get sick after like six seven days of being in the dominican on a resort oh yeah sure yeah, right yeah. so it's like it just kind of happens there's yeah. no real no, it's happened to me. no doubt yeah uh just not not for a while now yeah what was have you ever gotten like really really sick yeah well nah. again at my own cause like i was in haiti mm. um in one of the, the the slums the worst parts during a gang war uh, and, and I think over the course of the week I was there, like 200 murders. Oh. So to get to this, the slum is called City of Sun, City of Sule, um, Sole. And getting there is very difficult. You got to go through a, a gang checkpoint, mm -hmm. which costs money. And if that gang member doesn't like you, because they approach you with big guns, if they don't like you, they're going to kill you on the spot. It oh. happens every day. So you got to be with somebody that hopefully can get you through right? or you don't make it. But you never know when the next checkpoint's going to come. Maybe a different checkpoint, a different gang. It's all about extortion. Mm -hmm. They want money from you. They want your suitcase. They want something. So my secret is to carry water with me. And mm -hmm. I, sh I showed my son the other day. I normally get like 12 cases of water. So if they stop me and cause trouble, I'm like, look, I came here to give you this water. Yeah. And it always gets me out of trouble multiple times. Once you get past, there's a little village there. And they're stuck there because they don't have the extortion money to pay to get out mm -hmm. so they can't go to the grocery store they can't get water so what they're what they're doing is eating cookies made from mud wow. so the mud is like i have a whole video on it the mud is like sewage water mm -hmm. it's not natural water because it's not salt water yeah so rain water mixed with motorcycle oil everything mm -hmm. and they're using that water and they're mixing clay from the ground with a little butter and salt damn and they're making mud cookies oh man so we went through the process of how they make it. They charge like seven cents for 10 of them, mm -hmm. American. And why do you eat this? Well, there's nothing else to eat. Yeah. So they make it and they dry it in the sun and it's a hard rock, but it's clay. Mm. So the guy I'm with is like, hey, you want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, let's try it. I ate a little piece. It tastes like mud. Within two hours from that, I was seeing stuff. I, my eyes were like... I was in another planet. Oh, I'm boy. so lucky I was able to get to my hotel. Yeah. And I've done this multiple times when sick. I shut all my blinds and my drapes, and I sleep. Mm. I, I, I don't know if you know what Pedialyte is. It's mm -hmm. like a... It's like a drink, like a... With vitamins, like right. an overdose of vitamins. Mm -hmm. So I'd travel with that, and I just slept for like three or four days. But every time I woke up, I was in another world seeing stuff that... Oh, wow. I'm for not that supposed long, to see. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Where Damn. I thought like... 
if it would go on any longer, I would have to go to a hospital. But the last thing you want to do in another country is go to a hospital, mm -hmm. right? So that was one of my questions. Have you ever yeah. had to no. been in a situation where? No, that's great. That's good. No, thankfully. Damn, that's crazy. Mud cookies. I can't. Yeah. Even, what did it taste like? Yeah, as it, you would think. Just like like eating dirt. Yeah, clay. Gotcha. Um. So you got arrested once, apparently. Well, I've been arrested a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one we heard about was about a drone. Yeah, that yeah. Right? yeah, in Cuba. I think that's what Brent mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Cuba, I, I got um, when drones first came out, DJI right. one Phantom big. I got so excited, like any yeah. big adult child, and like let me show off my drone capability. Yeah. So I just started bringing it to every country I was going to. And my mindset was they wouldn't know who what it was, and mm -hmm. if they did, when I get to customs, they would take it away. This is my mindset. Yeah. Even knowing that it's new technology. And I think they, at one point, were taking them away. Because I remember yeah. my friend, uh, I think they took his, I don't know if they kept it or gave it back or whatever. But I know when he went to Cuba, it was the same issue. But that yeah. was going in. So For me, going in, there was no problem. They looked at it. Mm -hmm. I would try to explain in my English, hey, yeah. yeah, okay, they closed up. And, and the funny thing, another thing I brought on the same trip was those things you stand on with the two wheels. Mm. The scooter thing, the like, hoverboard yeah, thing. Hoverboard. Yeah. I brought one of those to give away. Yeah. But I was in Colombia. Uh, so I went from Colombia to there. Um, and long story short, I was flying it on my second or third day in Havana um, by the waterfront. And a police came to me. And he was like so amazed. He's taking, bringing out his old flip phone, taking pictures of it flying. Mm. So right then I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a problem. Yeah. So I got a little bit more confident and I went into the city to start shooting like the old architecture. And that's yeah. when I got caught and they weren't like, Hey, let me take a picture. They're like, Hey, you're coming to jail for life. Aww. And it was like the, f I thought I could talk my way out of it, Yeah, but no, yeah, they don't, I couldn't talk my way out of it. They don't really fuck around there in Cuba. You gotta be very careful what you do. Most of the time yeah. things, most things for tourists are usually fine. As long as it's, I've been, certain. I've been many times. Yeah. Um, I've had problems in the past there. Because mm -hmm. uh, I always give money to people, so okay. like one village, I bought like uh, a water filtration system. They didn't have clean water. Yeah, and I bought it and had it installed with experts. And the next day, I was in jail there. This wow. is before. Are you just not allowed to give people water? No, they, no, they don't want the government to look bad, like they're not uh, doing their part. Why is this? Why? And there's a there's a wording for it. It's a white called white savior. Yeah, where a white man comes into a country and tries to change the world. Right. It's yeah. it's a word that people. It's a very negative word. It's a stupid word. Yeah. yeah. It's dumb. Um. Cause I don't look at it white black. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. If they're white and they needed water, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I don't necessarily go to people of color to help mm -hmm. them. I go help people that need help. Right. Um. Yeah. So, on thirteenth day, the government, the Canadian government, was able to talk get me out of jail. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought I was going to be there a long, long time. Damn. A lot longer than that. Years I mean, and years and years. 13 days is long enough. Well, they warned me that people that had been here with me, talking mm -hmm. to me, uh, had been years and years. Like, wow. if I wasn't Canadian, I would still be there. Mm -hmm. What is that like? So, you got arrested. Yeah. What happens? You get a... <laughs> stupid question you get a phone call you call your wife like how, no you happens? don't get any of that in cuba so they somehow contacted the i arrested a canadian i got to tell no they don't, even, they don't do that uh, like for example if i wasn't married or family uh, nobody would know i was there okay. my wife contacted um ottawa and part of the canadian government is this i guess nobody really knows about it because you don't use it too often but if you have a family member that's traveled and gone missing 
there's like a, a group of people in Ottawa and their job is to find missing Canadians. Wow. So either like you're in hospital, you're, you died, you're kidnapped, or you're in jail. Uh, so that's their role. Wow. So I think it took a day or two to find out that I was in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. But otherwise, there's no, there's no lawyers, no talking about it, no let me prove my point that I'm innocent, none wow. of that. Yeah. It's the military is the judge. There's no courts. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I got out and got a chance to talk. No translators at all either. So it was the scariest thing I've ever gone through. Because like when they put me in jail and the guy across the halls from Russia and speaking English to me, I'm like, how long you been here? He's like, I've been six years. They've been investigating my charge. I'm like, what's your charge? Oh, my girlfriend here, we got in a fight Mm -hmm. and I broke the TV in her house. She's a Cuban girl. I'm like, what else? They're like, nothing. I said, you broke the TV and you've been here six years waiting for a discovery. Like, so I'm like, I'm going to be here a long time. So they told Mm -hmm. me, prepare um and they wouldn't give me any outdoor privileges so i was locked inside 24 hours a day mm. for the 13 days i was there i wanted to be out it's easier when you can go outside yeah when you're in one cage for 13 yeah yeah was but it, anyway was it uh solitary yeah 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 until the discovery is over like normally the first two mm. years you're by yourself so mm. i just have to ask the yeah. the actual cell was it just like complete darkness is pretty much yeah, there's yeah. a little bit like during the the daytime or nighttime right. you have little windows with bars like almost like you see in a cartoon mm-hmm. uh because you can put your hand outside there's no glass in cuba yeah and if there's daylight during the day some light creeps in through the the main i don't know what you want to call it gate mm-hmm. but i'm not leaving like i'm i'm there all day yeah when when did that happen? When was right that? before Fidel Castro died, because when okay. I Fidel Castro was not the president, but he was still alive. Because mm-hmm. I remember they were celebrating his birthday. Right. I guess about eight years ago, nine years ago, something okay. like that. Yeah. So probably uh, I think Raúl was probably yeah. had already taken over yes, at that yes, point. Yes, yes. Yeah. See, that's the thing with with Cuba. I love Cuba. It's such a beautiful country. The people are amazing over there, but the government is so shit. Yeah, no. And it's just, it's scary because you go there, like my mom was like, oh, let's go back to Cuba. Let's go to Cuba on vacation. I'm like, nah, <laughs> let's yeah. go to Dominican instead and just spend a week there. Because, I mean, still got to worry, but less worry, right? Yeah. So yeah. God forbid something like that ever would happen. Um, yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Um, inter- so you've been to a war-torn, well, in the middle of a war zone, essentially, in Ukraine. How What was yeah. that like? Yeah, I think... And we were talking to my son and I were talking about that today. I think it was mm-hmm. probably the most dangerous place I've been. Yeah. It's the only time where I couldn't talk my way out of it. Right. Like if a rocket hits you, you're dead. Yeah. Whereas a gangster comes up and says, I'm going to rob you. Take my clothes, mm-hmm. take my stuff. Yeah. Don't kill me. Take my yeah, stuff. Yeah, here, just take it and go. Yeah. But with rockets flying. Yeah. A real eye opener right away. Mm-hmm. So what happened is when the war started, I put in my application for credentials for press. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I don't have any like news channel to back me up, they denied right. me after six weeks. So I just looked at my wife. I said, let me just talk my way into it. Let me get yeah. in. So I took a bus into Ukraine. Um, I'm a hustler. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I got dog food, cat food. I filled up a, a stranger's car. We had bulletproof vests on. We went to the front lines and said, we want to feed the dogs where the parents either abandoned them or were killed. Mm-hmm. They said, go in. And we got past seven checkpoints with cat and dog food. Wow. We fed the cats and dogs, but we went there with the intention to document what was yeah. happening. It was a stranger. I met him. I didn't know him. He spoke English. I paid him 500 US dollars to risk his life with me. Mm-hmm. He understood what he was doing. That was his hustle. He was a school teacher, but school's done. Mm-hmm. So he's the one guy that, through an Instagram account, was bringing people into the front lines 
you know, the crazy ones that wanted to go and see. Yeah. Um, yeah, very sad. And there were a lot of people that didn't abandon their home. Abandoned mm. their home. They stayed behind. They stayed behind. Mm. Wow. And a lot of stuff I saw that I didn't include in my videos there. Mm -hmm. oh, I can imagine. There's, a, there's just certain things sometimes that you see that happen. Um, you just, you know what? That, that doesn't need to go in But there. I don't, like, YouTube blocked my videos. Oh. Because, like... My my smallest viewed video is yeah. probably twenty thousand views. Okay. My Ukraine series, mm -hmm. three or four thousand views each. Mm. So something happened that so they kind of suppressed it yeah. in a way where they didn't want people to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. They maybe they think it's like political or something like that, which is kind of weird that they do stuff like that. I don't. I really don't understand it because you're like really the one person who can ideally show what's really happening on the ground right yeah. it's kind of like with the whole palestine thing right now trying to find actual footage of what's really going on there is yeah. is very very difficult yes. right you're you're basically relying only on what legacy media is showing you which is in my opinion ridiculous i want to actually see yes. who's actually there who's telling the real truth who's telling the real sides of both sides of the story because there's yeah. obviously both sides right well i'll tell you my my prediction mm -hmm. because we spoke about auschwitz earlier sure. we've both been there you know 50 60 years from now that will be known as one of the darkest events this what, what's happening right now yeah. will be known as one of the darkest events in in human history mm -hmm. and there will be people visiting monuments um unfortunately it might be a hundred years before history really you know when hitler was 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 killing innocent people mm -hmm. he was a very popular person if you look at him there's pictures of him at the olympics front row yep he was loved right like now we look back like how could you love a human like this mm -hmm. how did we not stop it but we're going through the same thing again so history repeats itself yeah and i find now it's almost like you're cool it's, it's a weird world mm -hmm. i see lebron james post up a, a, a flag of israel being like Man, you could love Israel. Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends are from Israel. Nothing against Israel. I have something against murder of innocent people. Mm -hmm. How could you post a, a vi There's no different than me po posting up a Nazi flag during the Nazi times. If, yeah. if It doesn't make sense, but it's like a cool thing. Like, I want to side with the company that has most money. Yeah. Mm. Man. Yeah, that's usually, usually what it is. It's uh, people following like certain trends without actually breaking down what's, what's really happening, right? Um, and there's always crap, mud on both sides being thrown. And it's very unfortunate because people get stuck in the middle, right? And that's what people don't really understand. And I get the whole sentiment of why people don't want to see, you know, innocent people being blown up indiscriminately. And I totally get it. Like I'm, I, I understand that. And like you said, you can love both sides. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also the idea of not wanting war because war is fucked up. Well, what right? I like right now is there's a good percentage of Israelis are standing up saying mm -hmm. the, what's happening is wrong. Yeah. Let's be honest. What's happened for the last hundred years has been wrong. Yeah, of course. Right. So, Change has to happen. Hopefully mm -hmm. it happens sooner than later. People are dying every day. Yeah. Yep. Same thing with the uh, with all the other wars going on as well. Yeah, um, 100%. I mean, when you brought up the Auschwitz thing, for some reason, my mind automatically also even went to uh, China with the with the Uyghur Muslims, right? Yeah. Um, that they're being forced into concentration camps and no one's talking about them anymore because the news changes so fast every five Look, minutes. Look, I just Twitter, came back from Africa. Right. Sudan. Yeah. Huge right. problem. Congo, yeah. mm -hmm. millions of people dying. Yeah, it, it's the the truth is the Western world. You know, we what we're fed is the white problems. 
Ukraine, Russia are white white problems. Mm-hmm. So that's always going to be at the forefront. Israel, I think some people would consider Israelis as white. Palestinians look almost white. They look very similar, mm-hmm. both of them. Um, but now when we talk about Africa, even like Rwanda, what happened not too long ago, that never makes the media. Mm-hmm. People don't care enough. Yeah. And even now. The, the genocide the, genocide. the yeah. 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 Um, and they've really changed. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been in Rwanda recently, and it's not what you would have imagined as Rwanda, the cleanest place I've ever been, mm-hmm. period. Uh, very safe and very everything perfect. So they really cleaned up their act, but millions of people died mm-hmm. with no help. Yeah. So I don't want to just talk about about death or anything like yeah, that. But I mean, I'm just a, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't like to see people hurt, mm-hmm. and I don't like to see innocent people hurt. Yeah, of course. As simple as that. Yeah. And if you want to know what happened in Rwanda, watch Hotel Rwanda to start with, mm-hmm. and then start doing your research. I stayed at Hotel Rwanda. Did you? I had a few drinks of alcohol that night. My mm-hmm. first night in Hotel Rwanda, I had a little whiskey. I'm like, I'm going to be a ghost hunter. Mm. Right? And I walked through <laughs> the hallways of the whole building with my iPhone out with the flash on. Right. Just a videotape. And I uploaded on Instagram. This is going to be like, this is before YouTube. So this yeah, is like yeah. four or five years ago. So I had so many people comment like, well, I saw the orbs coming through the sky and this and this. I was hoping to find something, but then I found out uh, there were probably just dust particles flying through the sky. Yeah. But that was the first time that I actually went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my whiskey in me and I was, I thought I was going to catch something on camera. I can, I can tell you, um, whiskey or bourbon definitely gives you some, some yeah. big balls when you're going ghost hunting. Oh, it gives me ideas. I don't need the big balls. I have big balls already, yeah, yeah. but it gives me ideas of like, ah, let me get creative here. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, so what was like one of the weirdest rules that you've experienced in a foreign country? I know recently you had the whole no camera thing yeah. in South Sudan. Is there any yeah. other ones? Well, Afghanistan's can... got like no dancing. I guess, yeah. oh, no, no dancing? Yeah, no dancing, wow. no singing. No, no signs of celebration. Like you only celebrate mm. um, the religion. Right. Nothing else is, no weddings, nothing right. like that. Is that the reason why it's just everything yeah. just religion based? Yeah, yeah. The only reason you would celebrate is religion, but right. but I mean, there's so many. You know, there's Muslim countries that, that they'll sing and dance, so it's it's like everybody has a different interpretation, mm-hmm. and the Taliban's now in charge, so you go by their interpretation. But in right. reality, when you're at a checkpoint with Taliban, Taliban's listening to music. Mm-hmm. Some of it is religious music. Some of it is just music. Yeah. Right. So the rules, you know, even the Taliban. I met, man. It's hard to say this, right? But they're very nice people to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their history was, but I mean, to me, they're very nice. Yeah. People, when I post a picture smiling with the Taliban, they're like, you're, it's no different than me taking a picture with a serial killer. Right. And, you know, if you watch these serial killer documentaries, the interviewer will always say like, hey, if this guy wasn't a serial killer, I like him. Like right. he was a likable person right. that yeah, allowed absolutely. him to do the yeah. crimes he did. Hmm. Right. The Taliban that I met were always very polite. Um, and I met a lot of them. I have the, their phone number. They, you know, the thing there is like, yeah, hey, I want to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. Give me your phone number. And I'm like, well, I'm traveling through Afghanistan. I want to have as many phone numbers as Taliban. So if I get in trouble, mm-hmm. I can like pick up the phone and call somebody yeah, else. Right? Yeah, right. So this is this is it. So Taliban was, you know, when I went was just when the Taliban took control. So they're still starting to enforce all of these these new Taliban type rules. Mm-hmm. So what's your preparations like before you leave to go to a place like that like what do you so i know normally you you said that you like to go there with no plans yeah, no, no plans. ideas but in a place like 
Afghanistan. You got to have yeah. some sort of plan. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You just show nothing. up and just go with the flow. My only plan was I kn knew I needed to get a visa, mm -hmm. and I knew there's like only two or three places to get it. Right. And I found out in Pakistan, Peshawar, mm -hmm. you can slip a guy fifty bucks and get it in like five minutes. Mm. So I went to Peshawar in order to get the visa. Yeah. I didn't know anybody in Afghanistan. I didn't know what hotel I was going to stay in because mm -hmm. you can't go on hotels.com and book in Afghanistan. Yeah, hotel, no right? kidding. <laughs> you got to sort of get there. And but had I, but I learned on the way. You know, yeah. I met a few tourists in there that were like knowledgeable, yeah. and I get to f get ideas from them afghanistan's an incredible place yeah. uh, like i see i'm on this mission to see every country in the world but one side of me says like go back to afghanistan immediately because when i was there 10 days i got to see very little mm -hmm. i keep looking at this picture in the background that you have yeah like that looks like it could be afghanistan yeah wow. right like afghanistan is so vast it's and yeah. it's not what we think of mm -hmm. well that's actually just Mar like, moraine lake that's uh banff yeah, yeah, I've been there. So, yeah. We've been there. Yeah, I haven't year. done Marine Lake yet. I've done uh, Lake Louise a bunch of times. Yeah, just as beautiful. But, yes. Yeah, but, but now you have like a thousand tourists standing in front. Yeah, head head. yeah. <laughs> that, honestly, to to be honest with you, yeah, that's that's the annoying part. I did once fly my drone right across from one point of Lake Louise all the way to the other, hoping that the drone would not fall out of the sky into the yeah. lake. But yeah, what footage, man! So beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, I totally catch your drift. Sometimes you go to these like mysterious, random places that most people never go to, right? Syria. Yeah. Uh, Iraq, mm -hmm. Afghanistan, three places that you all associate with like death, murder, war. Right. Three of the most incredible places. Yeah. And and even the people there. You know, I, I was in a place called Mosul, which is known as like the most destroyed city in the world mm -hmm. from war. ISIS, the US and their own government destroyed right. this place. Uh and it's just destroyed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what Mosul looks like. It's like it's a movie. Shells, just right. basically empty shells of buildings. And man, the most incredible yeah. people, you know, where you might think that they would come out angry at me. Yeah. Um, some people think I'm military because I have mm -hmm. tattoos. Um, but I mean, these people of Iraq, they're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Canada. They're like, come inside. Let's talk. Yeah. I'm like, you don't hate me. Yeah. You know, like, they're just incredible people. Incredible people. So those are three countries. See, Syria, there's rules to Syria, which I don't like. Mm -hmm. Very similar to Somalia. So Somalia, very quickly. Yeah. Somalia, there's Somalia and then like Mogadishu, the capital. And they're Somali land. Hmm. They're both in the same country, but they have different governments, different uh, currency, different police system, everything. Wow. Yeah. To go into Somalia, Mogadishu, to get to the airport, when you show them your inv invitation, your online visa, everything, the next step is wait here while we go get military. Military follows you every minute of the day when you're in Mogadishu. Oh, wow. Your whole trip. Your whole trip. Okay. They'll sit outside your hotel room. They're with you every minute yeah. of the One day. One guy, two guys. Two guys, okay. four guys, depends wow. on where you are. Um, like, if you know you're going to go to a highly populated places, four guys with guns. Wow. So I'm getting comments on my video like, oh, of course, rich white man hires military. No, I didn't hire military. No. I don't want to be with military. They're, they're around me. Are they just, like, watching what you're doing? Are yeah. they making sure you're safe? Yeah, because yeah. if, if, if a tourist died there, it's yeah. not the publicity they want. Right. right. But it's the most racist, anti-white place in the world okay they hate white people okay so they'll throw stuff at me and when the military is there it will help slow things down yeah but syria is very similar you need to go with a guide that's a government guide mm -hmm. so that government guide says yeah you feel like you're sort of on vacation you can go where you want but no hey i want to go over there oh no i know a better place over here mm -hmm. um but 
well, I'm just not going to get him in trouble. Now, the guy I met, we became good friends. We were there during an earthquake mm. six months ago. Big earthquake that happened in Syria. I was there when it happened. Oh, What's yeah. the chance of that? Yeah. Um, and there were certain nights where I'm like, hey, man, I just want to go out and drink. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. So I'll just go to clubs and stuff. And then I'm there and I'm like, this is a normal place. Mm -hmm. yeah. But their, their president won't allow people like me to go out there and show what happened. Because the reality is the war is they're responsible for killing a lot of their own people. Right. Even right. till today. So, but if you said that, your government official would be bringing you to jail. Mm -hmm. So people would comment, like, why don't you speak about the death of the government? And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you idiot. I'm in the country. Yeah, That's like me going to North Korea there, yeah. and, and talking right. negatively about yeah. it. You can't. Yeah. And, and if I spoke negatively now, it means I would never be welcome back. Mm -hmm. So it's a fine line of, like, do I really want to return? I do want to return. So I got to mm -hmm. watch what I say. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, always thought about that, too. I'm like, oh. Probably shouldn't talk so bad about China. <laughs> Their <laughs> government, at least. China, China as a country is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, my stepmom's Chinese, so mm. um, beautiful people. That's um, why you were eating the chicken feed. Is <laughs> that why? No, no. My, my wife's Asian, so that's why well, we eat no, chicken my, feed. My, that was my grand, my Italian grandmother. Okay, so okay. she said they do the same thing. They okay. eat, my, my Italian grandmother eats all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Like literally a bowl of pig fat, and they'll just sit there and eat chunks of it and I'm like that's so weird right like it just it just looks revolting i'm like no thank you it just doesn't there's no appeal to it but yes. i mean you got to try it it might actually be like the most delicious thing you've ever you've ever eaten right uh -huh. i'm sure of that's course. happened tons of times for yeah. you you're like this looks really weird but yeah. let's give it a shot right yeah um do you have any fears of being the only tourist sometimes in certain locations no i love it no i love it that's my question all the time like am i yeah. the first one here yeah. yes you are oh perfect i'm in the right place mm-hmm no, this is what I, I shoot for. Yeah. Has there ever been any, like, instances where you've been, like, really threatened? Like, you actually yeah. literally feared for your life? No, no, no. No? Nothing? No, no. no. Good. A few arguments and yeah. stuff like that. One guy pulled out a knife at me, but okay. no. I, you know, it might sound crazy. I like this. <laughs> I, 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 I like it if it happens. Mm -hmm. Let it happen to me. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I got to go looking for trouble, right. but when it happens, I like it. Mm -hmm. It's just in me. Like... I'm the kind of guy that during a, uh, a protest, mm -hmm. and when it goes wrong, I want to be there. Right. Like, not to be in trouble, not to be in a fight, but to document it. Like, yeah. I'm the kind of guy with the camera that wants to be there. Right. You're the, the first guy putting the gas mask on, right? Yeah. Getting ready for the tear gas. Yeah. Or yeah. in Palestine, the non-gas mask. I bought a gas mask for Palestine during yeah. the protest. The first little child I saw that was choking, my gas <laughs> mask to went yeah. to him, and I yeah, went yeah. without for the next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we I watched that video last night, and you yeah. uh, you got gassed like three times or yeah. something in that one video. Yeah, yeah, I watched that one. That too. was my first time getting gassed. Yeah, and you weren't even really doing YouTube yet. Like no, you didn't no. purposely film that for right. YouTube. You no. just, I think you said you happened to ha be wearing the GoPro. Well, I used to do it. I used to document everything, right. but there was no like if I play the old video back, it's boring. Cause it's mm -hmm. just me with a yeah little yeah. GoPro yeah. walking. That specific yeah. one's not boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But uh, I get I get the sentiment from yeah. maybe some other videos. Yeah. 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 It's just being at the, the certain place at a certain time, yeah. right? Just kind of happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, makes sense. Um there was one place I was gonna ask you about, Tivoli Gardens. Tivoli Explain Gardens, the yeah. situation about that. Yeah, Tim well, Tivoli Gardens is known as the most dangerous place in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And Jamaica is known as unfortunately one of the most dangerous places. Right. In this side of the world uh well tivoli gardens um how do i put this you know like pablo escobar when you think pablo escobar you think colombia mm -hmm. drugs 
Tivoli Gardens was famous because the leader, the gang leader, his name was Jim Brown. He had the status of Pablo Escobar, mm. loved by the locals, hated by the government. Um, now, when he passed away, his son took lead of the gang, the most dangerous gang in Jamaica. So maybe about 10 years ago, the U.S. got tired of him with the import and export of, of cocaine into <coughs> Miami and into the U.S. Mm -hmm. And the Jamaican government said they want no involvement because they knew it would start a, a little civil war. So the U.S. came in with tanks and guns and helicopters looking for him. His name Dudas. Um, and they found him after like 20 days, but in between, like, they say 90 people were murdered, locals, residents, for putting, like, shields in front of him. Like, locals, mm. men, women, children. Mm. And they were just shooting, doing what they could. They caught him. He's in jail now in Miami. Mm. Um, so it's a place that's off limits, period. Uh, when I was in Jamaica, Kingston, Kingston's already a place that most people don't go. I grew up around Jamaicans. I love Jamaican people. Mm -hmm. I love Jamaican food. I like the culture. So when I go there, I'm like walking through Kingston, asking people on camera, like, what's the most dangerous place here? They're like, don't go to Tivoli. Don't go to Tivoli. And I heard it so often. I'm like, Psh. so the next morning I woke up and I went out to a taxi driver. I'm like, he's like, where do you want to go? Right? He didn't know me. I'm like, bring me to Tivoli Gardens. I'm looking to make some new friends. Yeah. He's like, you crazy? And he started laughing, like <laughs> laughing to a point where he's scared. He was scared. Yeah. Like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you're, you're joking, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> drive me. He's like, when you realize you were serious, then yeah. he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm like, would you go there? He's like, no. Yeah. He's like, I drive through fast. I don't stop at the sign. I, yeah. He's like, don't go, man. You're, they'll kill you. Yeah. I said, no, no, just drop me there. How big is it? Is it just like a neighborhood? Yeah, it's a neighborhood. Okay. But it's like the well-known do not go there, neighborhood. And, you know, after going a few times now, um, I would say it's the most organized. How about I say this without offending anybody? Uh, it's the most organized of criminals mm. that I've seen in Jamaica. Okay. And Jamaica is a murderous country. But it's an organized murderous mm. country. How do I put this? In Canada and the U.S., if you go into a hood, some little young wannabe gangster could rob you and kill you yeah. for no reason. That never happens in Jamaica. Right. You're never getting robbed and killed for no reason. There's a reason why. There's a reason. Yeah. And that reason had to be, it's almost like mafia, yeah. where that reason had to be brought to the top, approved, mm -hmm. before something happens. Yeah. So I'll use an example. You could be a stupid tourist that somehow goes to Tivoli and gets robbed. Okay? There, there are, you would really have to do something wrong to be physically hurt. And if you got robbed and you spoke to the right people, a week later or two days later and was willing to say, I made a mistake, I shouldn't have been here. Mm -hmm. There's a high likelihood you get your stuff back. It's not like it's just randomized. Yeah. Anything taken goes to the leader. Okay. And the last thing they want is problems with tourists. So it gives me the ability, and I don't want to say this openly and then have strangers going to these neighborhoods and getting killed. Right. I'm just speaking on what I noticed. Mm -hmm. um, so the video, <laughs> I finished filming this video in Tivoli and I'm leaving with a big smile internally thinking, shit, I'm the first guy to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm walking with this old man that I met. He's like, I'll, I'll walk you out. And as we're walking out, this guy comes on a bike, a BMX. He's like, the boss wants you. And this is not somebody that you just say no or I'm busy. Like, yes, sir, I'm coming with you. Mm -hmm. So he brings us back through these buildings. All these gangsters are there. I'm trying to bring up conversation. Like, I'm from Toronto, little Jamaica. And they're like, oh, Toronto, we have family in Toronto. Somebody stops their car on the street and be like, Christmas list. I'm very famous in Jamaica, by mm -hmm. the way. So when he saw that, already I, I saw him smile. He's like, oh, you're well-known here. I'm like, yeah, of course. They love me here. 
trying to show them that your your neighborhood is not that bad. Brought me to the leader, and the leader's like, we've been watching you the whole time, right? There's no way we're letting you out with this footage. Mm. We let you film, but you now give me your your camera. He didn't want the camera to take. He wanted the memory card. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. My friend, tell me what you don't want me to show, and I'm not going to show it. Mm-hmm. He's like, how, you, how do I trust you? I pulled out my hotel card with my room number and my name. Mm-hmm. I said, take a picture. This is the hotel I'm staying at for the week. Tell me what not to put in, and you have my word. Tonight when I upload, I will not upload that part. He said, see these buildings we're standing at? I don't want to see that because all these people standing at the bottom are doing stuff for me. They cannot be on camera. Mm-hmm. I said, no problem, sir. Anything else? He said, no, that's it. Gave me his phone number. I uploaded the video. The next night he called me, and I was like nervous. Like, yeah. Yeah. Should I? I didn't even leave the hotel. Like, cause I already prepaid for the week. I'm like, I'm not going to go pay for another week. I stayed at the hotel. I'm in the same room. He calls me. He's like, Chris, I want to meet you. And I'll, even then I'm thinking like, Phew. I get in a taxi and I meet him the next day. He's like, I loved your video. You, <laughs> you made, you made the place look good. Yeah. Uh, he's like, are you going to be here around for a week? I'm like, I got to go. I'm going to a different country. He's like, next time you come to Jamaica, call me and like the, the leaders of the gang want to show you around Wow. to show you the personal side that nobody in the world will ever show you mm-hmm. so i went back and i took him up on it and i got walked around tivoli gardens with dudas's son so dudas the guy that's like the pablo escobar his son is the one that walked me around wow. so every jamaican that watched that said chris you don't realize yeah i do realize who that is that's yeah. amazing. i had to go through a lot to get this but i'm respected by gangs in jamaica because i'm not showing fear to them mm-hmm. and i'm not selling that negative bullshit that a lot of youtubers are right right some of my videos might say most dangerous but if you see me there i'm smiling and laughing with people i'm not fearing them a lot of people are fear fear mongers i'm in the most dangerous place this is could be life-threatening i'm doing this in order to show you guys the inside i don't do any of that Mm -hmm. stuff i'm going with a smile i'm having fun i'm drinking with them i'm eating with them and they respect me for that so that's tivoli gardens if anybody googles tivoli gardens the history of tivoli gardens is in in the world it's like a lot of history a lot yeah. of negative history that sounds cool. crazy take me to tivoli gardens yeah it's, <laughs> Let's not, go. it's not too far away uh, i bet you there would definitely be some with some hauntings there oh probably yeah hey, i've actually man, been you, have you been to jamaica no it's it's like one place i've always wanted to go but i kind of now that i'm like in the whole youtube world if yeah. i go i want to f- do like unique things, right? Not just go to a resort or whatever. No, I um, never go to a resort. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Be- before, like before doing YouTube, it would have just been for like a vacation resort re- or whatever. So I just never had the opportunity to go. But yeah, I've always been told by a lot of people there's a lot of like hauntings and Man. crazy things. Tivoli Gardens there. has this, I don't know if you could pull it up, a cemetery in Tivoli Gardens that's huge. Oh, yeah? And, you know, I have something with going through cemeteries mm-hmm. and a lot of younger people because drugs and gangs so like the the dates and, and the cemetery stones themselves are very unique some of them are like bmws and and, oh, and wow. stuff Let's see if i can uh tivoli gardens uh jamaica yeah it's probably brought up the wrong yeah probably probably texas, uh, texas st morning. louis looks nice though <laughs> london oh there's lots uh, of these it's in my in my first video it's there as well so this is what yo look that's me tivoli gardens the, oh, oh yeah, yeah that, that's the let's uh switch the screen here for a second the look 
Um, very rough place. Army. This? Yeah, look on the. Yeah, look to the right. See the cars. Oh the, yeah. The blue? yeah. Oh, oh look at that. That's cool. So like, if they died in a car accident or a shootout ah. in a car, they'll replicate. Oh. That actually makes the a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, Tivoli Gardens. Um, yeah. Savannah, Lamar, Jamaica. So inside Tiv Tivoli Gardens, it's only the gangs that are no, in there? No, no, no. Regular residents. Okay. Um, but you know, the Tivoli gang, I think Miami is the second biggest population, then the third mm. is in Toronto. So that gang is here as well. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, they're more organized. When I say organized, I mean it's it's not like local kids hustling. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a real gang. Like, yeah. Like a mafia. Legit. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Wow. Um, what was one of the weirdest traditions or strangest traditions you've ever kind of witnessed? There was one, I think it was what, cow urine or something? Some oh, yeah. Pouring cow. What yeah. was that all about? Why did yeah. they do that? Man. Uh, for many reasons, I guess. Well, part of it is like dyeing their hair. Mm -hmm. So, no. Like, so cows in South Sudan are, are, are like the most powerful thing in the world. Like, okay. It's not about how much money you have because you have no money. Yeah. You have cows. So, like, if I asked you how many cows you have, you, would, you wouldn't tell me. Okay. Because you'd be like, I'm not telling you how many. It's the same thing, like, how much money do you have in your bank? I'm okay. not going to tell you. But the bigger the cows you are have, the more powerful you are. Mm. For men, their jobs are always to look after the cows. So one way to tell which man looks after the most cows is the color of his hair. So the urine from the cow will dye your hair over years of you putting it in your hair. Oh, so wow. I can see somebody at first glance, I'm like, oh, this guy looks after cows. Mm. It's a stature in the community. Yeah. But also they put urine on their face to keep the bugs away. And they, okay. they say to keep it yeah. soft uh, because you're, you're almost desert-like. There's not water that you can just walk to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to use that as an excuse. It's more than that. It's something they've been doing for hundreds of years. Right, right. They could walk to a river and get a bucket and bring water, but the urine... Maybe it has something to do with like being closer to the animals that you love so much. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was, I can't lie. It was very strange for me to see. Yeah, absolutely. But the kids do it. The women do it. The men do it. Mm -hmm. You didn't try it? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm regretful because yeah. at the time I didn't know what I was about to see. Mm -hmm. And when it hit me like that, I'm like, no, I can't put my whole body underneath the cow. So what happens when the cow urinates, you run to the cow and you put your head underneath Oh, so they're not putting it in a bucket no, and no, storing no. it. Okay. It's coming out warm. Okay. And you're splashing it. Um, and you know what? That's maybe one of the mistakes I made in travel. I don't like to look at it as a mistake, but I'm mm -hmm. like, thinking back afterwards, I'm like, man, I should have just done it. Mm -hmm. Why did I not do it? Mm -hmm. But it gives me a good reason to go back yeah. and do it. But yeah, that's definitely something that you don't, you don't hear about every day. Right. I mean, at least you got to see it, documented it, yeah. and then kind of understand why. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of different reasons why they do stuff like that. And to yes. us here, we're just like, what the hell? What are they, what are they doing? I know. Right? So, and I guarantee if I told them some of the stuff we do out here, mm -hmm. they'll be like, what the right. hell are you yeah. guys doing? Right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like some, like, you know those, like, old, dumb laws that that have been yeah. like written in legislature like in certain and there, there's some towns that still have it kind of written there that you can't put a pie on a windowsill on a sunday right. or something like right. that and the reason why they used to do it back in the day was because all the animals would be attracted to it and they would come and steal your food right yeah. but nowadays it's kind of just like 
the law still technically is there, but it's just to us, it's just like that doesn't make any doesn't sense, make sense, right? Yeah. Like nobody really does. But don't get me wrong, like I that. love like when I get to see that, yeah. and I never heard of that before. I'm like, wow, this is the reason why I travel, right? Yeah, right. I loved it. I learning, loved it. learning a whole bunch of different things. Like I remember one that was really weird. I don't know if you experienced this in Poland. This is one one of the fondest things I always remember from Poland. Um, so we went to a pizzeria, and it was me and my buddy. We're both like Italian descent, so we, you know, we're used to eating pizza. So we go to this pizzeria, and we're sitting there eating whatever guy brings us the pizza goes back to the kitchen all of a sudden he comes running like full like just bolting back to the table he's like out of breath and we're like what the hell is this guy's problem and he's like i forgot to ask you do you want ketchup I'm like for what <laughs> he's like for the pizza <laughs> he's like it's customary in uh in poland to put ketchup on pizza i'm okay. like okay that's kind of strange like we don't do that right and then uh, many, many years later, I was dating uh, this girl from Trinidad, which you're probably going to learn this soon. They like to put ketchup and mustard around the crust of the pizza. So never heard that. That's it. That's I weird, actually have right? something very weird that I can add to this now that you yeah, brought that go for it. I was in Prague, um, and unfortunately, I did not get to witness this with my own eyes. Um, it was, the season was off, but mm. I was sitting there eating. I don't know what it was, some kind of sausage. And the gentleman from Prague told me this story. Mm -hmm. Once a year, I guess you can Google it to see the name. Once a year, men leave their wives at home and the doors are left to be unlocked. And other men can come and try to win them over. Wow. So what happens is like they come to the door, the door is open. They do have to knock. Before the woman opens the door, there's some kind of singing. Like you have to sing uh, almost like a poem. Um, and there's alcohol involved. So the first step is if the woman opens a door, she offers you alcohol, a shot mm -hmm. of something. And there's a, a piece of stick that you have to hit the woman with. What? And while he's telling me this, I'm like, this, what are you talking about? So somebody else from the next table overheard. He's like, yeah, this is what happens in yeah. the small villages in uh, Czech Republic. So, um, yeah, that was something weird that I've never heard of before. Yeah. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like... I can't even find it for some reason. And I said, yeah, what, I don't know what, I said, what do the husbands do while the wives are there? And they're like, the husbands are trying to get other women as well. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shoot. But yeah, that's, a, that's really strange. <laughs> it has something to do... I don't know what you call a stick with no branches. Like, mm. a, like a long stick, but they... Not hit like hit, but yeah. hit like, let me, like a love tap to try to win you. Mm-hmm weird <laughs> i'll find it later and i'll send you a, i'll send you a link yeah, let's see if mo can find it i'm not finding it man yeah, I'm I was, fi i'm finding i don't know stuff, what though. like keywords to put yeah, to find something I'm gonna like find that it. that's uh that's really funny um how do you pick your local guides because i notice you do a lot you meet up with a lot of other youtubers there yeah um well it depends you know now that i'm getting bigger mm -hmm. it allows me to meet up like i have more how do i say it? right they see the following count they see from the, the following, person yeah. who messaged because the truthful when you have nobody watching you right nobody wants to meet up with you yeah yeah. Um, I, I try not to find local guides. I try to find residents. Right. Um, this is that's that simple. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to Ukraine, I found a military. Uh, you, you, he's a soldier from Ukraine mm -hmm. that was out on leave because he broke his leg. So I'm mm -hmm. like, this is who I want. I don't want to get a guide. I want somebody that can bring me in. Um, so I mean, it's it's different all the time. Yeah. There's no certain website I use or anything like that. Most right. of the time, it's just through conversation. A lot of the time, it's alcohol. Mm -hmm. I get there the first night. I'm having a few drinks. I'm like, who's the cool guy that you know that yeah. knows their way around and something like that.
Yeah, that tends to happen. I remember uh, recently on one trip, we went to an area called Kings Park. It's in New York. It's on Long Island. And that area, there's um, an old psychiatric center. There's like dozens of buildings all over these properties. And then kind of smack dab in the middle, there's this old, um, it's like a pub now. It used to be part of the complex, but somebody bought it and renovated it. And as we were there having dinner, having a couple of drinks, all of a sudden this one drunk guy, just like that, started like piping up. He's like, I'm a historian. And I mean, he was totally wasted, but he's telling us all the history and all this like secret information about this location that we're at. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Did, did you buy him another drink? Yes, oh. absolutely. Exactly what I would have done as well. <laughs> yeah, keep the story going. Here, yeah, here. Exactly. have one more drink on here. Have, have one more. Tell me more, mm -hmm. right? Because he's telling us about how all there's, uh, um, there's like secret grave sites, but there's one that's physically marked that people know about. They call them Potter's Potter's Fields. Um, so they're just kind of like. They would take the patients, bury them there, and then they would be numbered graves. Essentially, nobody would really know what their names were or yeah. their families and stuff like that. Um, but he was actually explaining even further. He's like, yeah, the whole property is just filled with them. They're literally everywhere. Actually, in this back part of this building, there's some over here, too. So it's pretty cool to like find out stuff from the random that's the best drunk way. guy, right? Me, <laughs> Google doesn't have those yeah, answers. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're never going to get that from Google. But uh, um, I know I asked you partially this question, but how do you prepare like mentally and physically and what kind of stuff do you bring with you typically when you go on a trip yeah and there's no there's no preparation no. like i just go like coming here today yeah i didn't think about that i just go mm -hmm. I, I think it's the best way for me when yeah, i start yeah. preparing for stuff i mess things up i get all nervous and um for traveling literally i have my passport in my hand and that's it i'm actually pretty boring when i travel i travel with like black t-shirts yeah uh because when it's hot i get sweaty and i don't want to look sweaty on camera mm -hmm. <laughs> and i like that's it there's really nothing like like from a from an equipment standpoint i bring my sony camera right. with six batteries little mm -hmm. sony camera i bring a gopro battery with four batteries as a backup in case i lose one i got another one mm -hmm. uh an led light a simple little led light that i can fixate on my in case yeah. i'm shooting at nighttime in a laptop and like that's it like i'm yeah. i'm very very simple I, I i look at it this way like if i lose everything that i didn't lose anything yeah because the place that i go in my suitcase is ridiculously ugly like i've spray painted it with like 30 different color spray mm -hmm. so it stands out in, in in an audience so if somebody's running away with my suitcase i can see you can see it, it. Yeah. that's my suitcase yeah, but i've never sense. been robbed or i've never nothing's ever happened mm -hmm. but i mean i don't travel with expensive stuff it's very basic hoodie and t-shirts right. type stuff yeah i imagine some places like this you probably don't really want to because you don't really want to stand out right yeah like i remember years ago trying to do some research because i was going to go to brazil um to go watch some of the world cup games this is like probably not too long ago, but yeah. ago or something like that um and i remember doing some research and like yeah don't be an idiot don't wear like you know your fancy jewelry and like the big expensive camera and all yeah. that kind of stuff you got to kind but of but in brazil i wear pink color and i yeah. do my hair yellow and i stand out yeah because there i want to stand out right um i love brazil by the way incredible there, place why do you want to stand out when you go to brazil um because it's like not showing fear mm. Like to me, if I'm if I'm walking through the streets of Rio and yeah. I'm like scared, so I'm the opposite: pink right. shoes, yeah. yellow hair, orange shirt. Plus, you want to engage with people. Yeah, so you want people to talk to you, right? You know, the the thought of being scared mm -hmm. or looking scared or having fear is the reason you'll be attacked. Right, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, they're not going to attack somebody that's confident. Never. Mm -hmm. That's why it's never happened to me. Yeah. Ever had any interesting encounters in uh, 
hoods in the USA, like dangerous hood areas, yeah. as people would call them? No, I've met no? many unique people, but no, I've never, like, nothing. That, let me tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. I never travel with people, but recently, when I went for my last U.S. hood tour, I brought somebody with me. Right. Uh, he wanted to start a YouTube channel. He's like, Chris, this is a good opportunity for me mm-hmm. to see behind the scenes what you do. Normally, I don't do it that way. So what happens is we were in Memphis, and I hadn't filmed anything really good. And I knew my time was limited. I have like six more hours. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I just got to make something happen. He's like, what do you mean? So I went to a local outdoor eating, like a truck. What do you call it? Food like truck a food or truck. Whatever, yeah. And because it, it's Jamaican. So right. I bring up my Jamaican content. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I'm in Tivoli Gardens. So the guy's like, oh, Tivoli, yeah. this guy's crazy. He's crazy. I'm like, you know anybody crazy that can bring me in the hood here? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know some people. So he jumps on the phone. And before he's even talking to anybody, this other gangster pulls up, big rims. And mm. he's like, this guy's a gangster. He'll show you around. So I'm like, let's go. And my friends in the car are saying, no, 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 this is happening too fast. Mm-hmm. You can't just start following a stranger. You don't have his Instagram. You don't know his phone number. You don't know. I'm like, my friend, this is what I do. Yeah. So my friend is American. He's living in Canada, but he's American. We're in the U.S., so he's carrying a gun with him. Mm-hmm. I don't carry a gun with me. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I got my gun in case something goes wrong. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want a gun. Man, I really wish he didn't have a gun. Yeah. So the guy says, follow me. We had no idea where we we're going to go. And in my video, I don't think I really word it that way. But the whole time I'm following this guy, my friend is telling me, you're, you're crazy. You're Chris. He's like, you could have us both killed. We're following this guy into the... Memphis is known as the most murder right. rate in, in the USA. Mm-hmm. So we stop. And it's funny because he looks like he could be a gangster. Right. Like my friend. And that's what's in his mind. He looked like he could be a police officer or a gangster. So we pull up and like 30 people surround the car immediately, aggressively. And the windows open, they're reaching through, and nothing. We weren't planning this, so our suitcase is just sitting there. So I'm getting out the car, and I'm trying to get the people away from the car. I'm like, mm-hmm. follow me. I have a big YouTube channel. Guys, pull out your channel. Look at how big my channel is. This is a good opportunity for you. And at the time, I was at about 100,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, good opportunity. So I'm like, who has talent? Because that always gets them all riled up. Yeah, I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. Okay, yeah. come, let's go over there. Because I'm trying to get them away. Right. The whole time my mind is... Somebody tries to rob our car. He pulls out his gun. Mm-hmm. We're dead. There's like 200 people around us with guns. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's got a gun. See, if it's just me, you rob me. I'm, and what's messed up that day, I have a $1,000 Gucci hat on. $1,000 Gucci $1,000 Gucci shoes. So it was one of those times where I wasn't ready to go into yeah. the hood. But it happened, so I went. So I was so scared, not for me, for what he was going to do. So we filmed the video. The video ended up getting like six or 700,000 views. I'm like, guys, I'm going to come back another time. My battery's dying. I'd lied because I just felt like I didn't want to leave him there too long. Yeah. And as we're leaving, I'm like, what do you call this neighborhood? And I point up at the sign. There's a there's a Jaguar SUV there all with the window shot out. Wow. Right? That There's a murder that happened. I'm like, how mm-hmm. long has this car been there? He's laughing like a month. No, yeah. police won't come to this side. Yeah. I'm like, what do you call this? And I still remember. He said, call it Murder Tate. Mm. And I can imagine why they call it Murder Tate, but I have to ask him, why do they call it Murder Tate? And he's laughing. He's like, because of the number of murders we have here. Yeah. And I got in the car, and my friend looked at me with anger and disgust. He's like, Chris, you put my life in danger today. And I, and I did. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I don't travel with people. Because yeah. in my mind, I don't go in with fear, or they're yeah. going to eat that fear. Right, And I'm not going to do it just for views. When I go to Afghanistan, I don't care about views. Mm-hmm. This is me. I was going to hoods before I had a camera. Right. This is me. Right. So to go back to your original question about like, yeah, I can't do that with people. And that's why mm-hmm. I don't bring my family. Of course. Can you imagine something happened? Mm-hmm. 
so this is the reason I travel alone. Yeah. So nothing's ever happened to me, but that was pretty. It could have gone anyway. It's like hoods, man. It's like having wild dogs around you. Yeah, exactly. You know, hood, like one negative thing. You say one thing wrong and shit could go really south very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yep. I imagine that. It's just like me with going into like, because uh, I do a lot of abandoned buildings, right? You don't know who's mm. going to be in these places. A lot of squatters. Yeah. Right. There's been situations where we've gone to like abandoned hospitals and there's people that are on crazy amounts of drugs and they're just yelling out random obscenities, roaming yeah. the property in their underwear, basically. And it's like, you don't know what these people are going to do, but just. Be calm and just talk to them to like a normal yeah. human being, right? You yeah. no, I'm a ninja. Different. I don't let people mess yeah. around with me. They they come yeah. at me, I come at them. Yeah. This is my 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 deterrent mm-hmm. for is to be aggressive. Right. When somebody's aggressive with me, the guy pulled out a knife, the first thing I do is go right to his throat. Like mm-hmm. I'm going towards him. I don't run away. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what keeps me safe. Because when they see I'm as crazy as them, yeah. then they stop. Yeah. The people take advantage of you if yeah, you're of if you're being soft. It's like yeah. jail, man. You're soft, they're gonna take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the outside world. So with those loud, crazy people, my recommendation is they get loud, you get a little louder. Yeah. And it, it will always stop mm-hmm. stop right there in their footprints. Yeah. What was the knife situation where you got a knife pulled on you? In uh, Spanish Town in Jamaica. The guy just saw me walking through where I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get gang permission. Uh, and he pulled out a big knife to show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started yelling. So I went towards him, and I told him, I put my camera away. I'm like, I'm not stupid. And he's like... If you are gonna, I told him, if you're gonna use that knife, you wouldn't be yelling. Mm-hmm. See, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my language. That's you're okay. a pussy. Because yeah. real bad man with a knife, yeah. they don't say, I have a knife, I have a knife. They come and stab you. Yeah. He's trying to show me he has a knife. He's not gonna do nothing with it. So the funny thing is, I put the knife down, I continue videoing, and I turn the camera to myself. I told him what happened. Mm-hmm. On the left right now, a guy pulled out a knife. Because you, you hear me say, you got a knife, and I put my camera. I don't want to put his face on camera. It was a little misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. We're okay, and I continued on. The video got, I don't know, five, 600,000 views. Nice. Yeah. What happened is, a week later, I'm still in Jamaica. They invited me back to Spanish Town. The gang leader had the guy waiting there, right? So I'm sitting there. The gang leader's there that I'm meeting for the first time with the same guy that pulled the knife. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize him? Right yeah, now? right yeah. away. And the guy's mm-hmm. shaking. like, sh- like, And they're asking me, no camera. What do you want us to do with this man? I know nothing. It was just a misunderstanding, no problem. Mm. No, no, no. They made him kiss my shoes and then put on the camera so he could say he's sorry. I didn't want him to say he's sorry for pulling out a knife because I didn't want him to go to police jail yeah. or no, 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 no. So we ended up drinking Ray and Nephew, and my wife is watching the video after, and I'm explaining what happened off camera, mm-hmm. and you could like, see the guy's like, nervous. He's nervous yeah. So I was in Jamaica again about three, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and I went there and no camera. I knew where he worked. I just pulled up there by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? He came and gave me a big hug. He's like, everybody knows me now. He's like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I didn't know you. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it turned a negative into, into a positive. Yeah, made a friend. I don't know about a friend. I wouldn't really trust mm-hmm. him. But <laughs> I trust him more now than when he pulled out a knife at me. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Any other questions, Will? Um. Yeah. Like. Just when I okay, so going back to that Palestine, when I was watching you getting the gas, what, yeah. okay, what was, what was it like? What, what was the gas like? What was the, yeah, must have burned like a mother. My God, like, yeah. like, it's, what, it's okay, not something so you that? can prepare for yeah. mentally. I didn't know that day that was going to happen. Yeah, right. Um, man, it was an emotional day. Mm. Emotional because I know that these people go through this every day. Right, and I just get to feel it once. 
you know, I'm tattooed all over my body, and part of getting a tattoo is the pain of getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was no different there. I was emotionally beaten because I know kids were, and I, like I told you, the kids were in the streets going through the same thing. Yeah, It was very emotional for me. Uh, from a pain level, yeah, it was painful. You can't see anything, can't breathe. It's like you're punched in the in the gut and your eyes are blinded. Um, but, I mean, after 10, 15 minutes, it's gone and you're ready to do it again. Okay. Not normal people are not ready to do it again. Right. When the kid told me, like, hey, I got a different place to bring you, I'm like, yeah, let's let's go. I don't even know if that's what he said. He wasn't speaking my language, but mm-hmm. sort of seemed like, come with me, so I came with him. Right. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was the last time I've gotten that as well. Tear, tear gas. Yeah. It's the experience. Like, there's some experiences in life that are not drinking a margarita at a beach. Yeah. Right. For me, it's like going to jail in Cuba. For me, it's like getting tear gassed in the West Bank and other crazy, getting a knife pulled on me in Jamaica. Yeah. I got robbed by a police officer in Kenya. What? Yeah. Uh, like a month ago. Uh, yeah. Drunken police officers. Like, pulled out their badge and utilized that. Like, I knew it's police. So he's like, let me see your camera. So what am I going to say? No. Yeah. So here's my camera. So he's got the camera like this. And he runs away with the camera. Yep. So I'm chasing him. He's 10 times faster than me. The ground is all rocky. So we called the police. A real police officer came off duty. Like nobody is at work. I don't even know how he got there. Yeah. He's like, tell me what happened. I'm like, this officer drunk. We're at the same club together. He stole my camera and ran away. He's like, what does he look like? And as he's talking, the same police officer came to him like, hey, I'm like, this is the guy. If he didn't do that, (laughs) I never would have found him. We're in the middle of nowhere. What are the odds? And I'm like, this is the guy. He's like, I take nothing, nothing. I have nothing. He changed his clothes. (laughs) So the police officer heard. He said, okay, come to the office. Walk with me. And he just tell him, like, like, walk. So the good officer is telling the drunken officer, come walk with me. (laughs) And he's... uh. Don't touch me. So he's seeing the aggressive nature. So I started pushing him from behind toward, I didn't even know how far we had to walk. It's like a three kilometer walk to the police station. No police cars in this village. So he's getting aggressive. So I'm doing my part to push, getting my little revenge for him stealing my camera. Yeah. So then it comes to a certain point where we stop and the smaller officer is a good one. Looks at me and said, Chris, help me take him down and arrest this man. And I've been oh. waiting for that the whole time. I was camera. I was filming the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I put the, the camera to my friend. I grabbed him by the neck and I put him down real nice. Mm-hmm. And I was taking all the dirt from there and I'm pushing it in his mouth. <laughs> and the police officer saw that. He's like, no, 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 Chris, no. And I was like, uh. and even on the video, you can say, yeah, who gets the revenge now? So anyway, I put oh his hands God. back, walk him to the police station. It's different in this village in Africa. It's not like a police sergeant. It's like yeah. you're talking to a tribal leader. Yeah. This man was very well respected because there was no talking back to him. He wasn't in a police outfit. He was in traditional mm-hmm. tribal uh, clothing. And we talked for an hour. Um, the guy said, long story short, if I want my camera back, let's drop charges. He'll go get the camera. I said, yes. The idea is, like, if I want to press charges, he's not going to return the camera. The camera to me was more important than him. Yeah. Uh, Press and charge. And I knew in the back of my mind, I'm going to publish this video. Yeah. I don't know. 70,000 people saw it. I'm sure somebody contacted the police station where I was and something happened to him. Yeah. But he was just arrogant. I don't know why he was mad at me. I didn't even use the camera in the bar. It was in a backpack. Mm -hmm. But in his mind, maybe he was doing something illegal and thought that 
something might have got caught on camera. But in reality, that camera never even came. That camera was being used during the day. So he ran away with it. So let's, I don't know. I got my revenge. I gave him a good hip toss. It was so much fun. <laughs> when he looked at me like that, if you watch the video, there was no hesitation. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> it went down to the ground real quick. That's so funny. <laughs> That's a rest of a police officer. <laughs> Just the way you show them. Yeah, was, no, that's how fast it happened. <laughs> oh my god! Anything else to ask? Yeah, man. I don't. <laughs> just I'm lots, just lots looking. So I, yeah, I, would, I was <laughs> going through the channel. Like uh, your top videos are essentially like the top four are there are guns in the thumbnails. Yeah. yeah. So and it's like anything that has something to do with danger. Haitian gangster pack guns are made in Pakistan. The gun market of Afghanistan, Afghanistan. almost ten million views. Yeah. Nashville's no Cashville's most dangerous hoods. Yeah. What's so I get it. You're you know it's it's exciting in that. But now are you are you chasing the danger for videos? No, and I hopefully that hopefully a year from today that's not my top five yeah. videos. It's unfortunate. That's just the way that it. That's what's exciting to people. Yeah, click, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't mind doing it again. Like. So I write down a list of things like what what's going to make me different than the thousand other travel YouTubers. Okay, I have no fear in me. I'm comfortable anywhere amongst anybody. That's something I got to, I don't want to say exploit, but I got to use in my advantage. Yeah. Right? Like I'm going to go somewhere that nobody else is going to go. Comfortable. Not yeah. for views. Comfortably. But I want to diversify my portfolio. That's why I talked about haunting. I would mm -hmm. love to be one of the biggest you know, if I'm going to Afghanistan, let me be the only guy that's ever looked for ghosts there. Yeah. I don't want to be known as the hood guy. But in reality, the hood guy videos pay the most. Mm -hmm. My CPM, my cost per mil um, for my Nashville videos, $35. Wow. Where my other ones are $5. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like the U.S. like to watch that. Mm -hmm. and like my predominantly my audience is American. Yeah. So like my wife, I'm like, what should I do next? She's like, Chris, go shoot 30 videos in the hood. Yeah. Like, cause that's, if this was simply business, business would say, go shoot 30 hood videos. Of course. Yeah. But I don't want to be known as yeah. that guy that only shoots hood. Yeah. Yeah. Go once in a while. And even guns. I know spots. nothing about guns. Yeah. When I went to Afghanistan, I didn't know there was a gun market. Mm -hmm. Somebody told me about, it. I'm like, I got to go cover it. I got to go find this. Yeah. yeah. I met a guy that owns a, a gun manufacturing plant in, plant in Pakistan. When I woke up that morning, I didn't know I was going to be there. Right. When he told me, he's like, I got the plan. I'm like, let's go. Let's go shoot some guns. So it's weird because you never know which videos are going to do well. Mm -hmm. Like that Haiti video I did was one of my best and one of my first. Going into Haiti during a gang war. Love the video. Something I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. Something I think deserves millions of views. Yeah. But I don't want to be predominantly the gun. I know nothing about guns yeah. at yeah. all. And I, don't, I think guns kill each other, right? So um hopefully a year from now again it's more diversified my top five yeah. but it is gun related yeah do you have a favorite video that you've done my favorite series is haiti yeah because yeah. i in the seven or eight days i was there i saw so much because again three four days i was in bed so when i woke up i had to do like two videos a day mm -hmm. afterwards mm -hmm. not having it planned and seeing what i saw voodoo like really getting in the voodoo culture like people never get in that fast and i met the right guy that introduced mm -hmm. me to the right guy and brought me to like the sacred room of death. That might be a place you would go. That mm. incredible. Oh, trust me, I've thought about Man. it. <laughs> um, so I think Haiti because it was the beginning. It's my first real series I shot on YouTube. Yeah. So it's That's like, cool. I think it will be always be the most memorable and probably mm -hmm. most dangerous. You know, like guns 
in the hoods, I never see guns shooting. Okay. But when I'm driving in Haiti, they're shooting at each other, streets on fire. Mm -hmm. This guy's just died. I saw a dead body on the street. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's not for amateur travelers, by any means. Yeah, yeah. And kidnapping's at, like, the all-time high. Like, there's a Mm -hmm. very good chance you get kidnapped in Haiti. Very good chance. Not slim. So when you go there, you got to know that you you are risking your life. Mm -hmm. How do you do this, knowing all that? Yeah. What's it, like... It, it could be the midlife crisis. I, mm-hmm. I've always been like this. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like... It's the thrill and the curiosity. It, it, it is exactly that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I'll be a liar if I told you that YouTube didn't play a part in it now. Yeah. But like when I went to the Suicide Force in Japan, I didn't have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I was doing that because I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. When I went, like you saw, when I was dodging bullets in, in the West Bank, I didn't have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. So it's not like I'm doing this just for views yeah don't get me wrong when millions of people are watching the video it's encouragement to continue on my Mm -hmm. the path of things i would already be doing yeah man i just want to live the life to the fullest i don't you know there's the meme like when you're on your deathbed and you look back man i want to be like i did everything i wanted to do yeah so every day to me is entertainment every day is christmas Mm -hmm. uh i'm just i'm like a big kid doing what i want to do if you told me some story or i watched a documentary tonight uh, about something that really intrigued me. There's a good chance tomorrow I'm on a pl- plane just to, to, to see it, feel mm-hmm. it for myself. Amazing. That is amazing. Yep. What about... Um, <clears throat> so, my family is... Like my parents, my dad's Guyanese. My mom is Lebanese and Palestinian. So you've covered, or you're going to at least by, the, by next week, yeah. uh, in Guyana, you're going to have covered all of my family Amazing. history here. What, uh, what about Lebanon? What did you think of when you were there? Sad. Yeah. Empty. Because mm-hmm. you, you went to the place where the bombs hit, or you were yeah. at least across the street or yeah. something, right? Yeah, very empty. Not much happening at all. That was after the explosion. In a Beirut, year, like right? almost a year yeah. to the date after. Um, yeah, just sad. Yeah, that was horrible. Like, there, there's no value of money. Mm-hmm. So people have abandoned everything. Like, to exchange money there, you get more money by just going to the corner guy. Yeah. And the banks are all closed. And Well, they were already struggling even before that even happened, right? Um, yeah. And even that now, what, the bombing in yesterday or the day before, they're saying they're targeting Hamas. Mm-hmm. Just like Lebanon gets no break. Yeah. There's always something happening. It's a Middle East thing, though. It's like, there's always something in the Middle East. Iraq today, yesterday, Syria and Palestine and man, they're Brazilian people to still come up and wake up every day with a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I know. Um, just from my friend's perspective, I have a friend, another friend named Mo. We have Mo and then another friend named Mo from <laughs> Ottawa. He actually grew up in Lebanon in the Civil War back in the uh, '90s, and he remembers a lot of it. And he explained you become desensitized to it yeah. right seeing you know the dead bodies on the street and walking around and things are on fire and you walk into your apartment building and there's no lights because the power goes out for eight hours a day or whatever so you're like literally going up stairwells in dar- in total darkness right so but he's just like yeah you just become used to it mm-hmm. it's it becomes part of your life but right? i mean like it doesn't have to be but it is right? i didn't see all of lebanon yeah. i drove through a bit because i mm-hmm. I made the drive from Syria um, or to Syria, but the people I met were very nice. Yeah. Just a lot of people abandoned. Mm-hmm. And I would probably do the same thing. 
you know, if you have a chance to leave and start a better life somewhere else. Yeah. But the value of money has there's no value. So all the stores are closed. Like they have Gucci store, they got Rolex store. It's all everything's abandoned. Mm-hmm. There's no no nobody has money to spend. Yeah. Imagine your money that you worked your whole life for just disappears in yeah. in a couple days, and the bank closes and won't even give you your money back. Yep. Right. So. Yeah, yeah it's very tough. Heard so, a lot of those stories, and that's a weird mix: mm-hmm. Guyana, Palestinian, and Lebanese. <laughs> it happened in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Wow! <laughs> Forgive me, the most boring place. Uh, in yeah, Canada. oh man, I will very never, I will true. never move back there. That's well, you sure. live there. I was born there, and I yeah. think we came here when I was two or something. Okay, like okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I cor- thought you meant I'm, they just met there and then you moved. I'm gonna have to correct you. The most boring place in Canada is Brampton, Ontario. No, <laughs> don't nah, say that. Come it's on. true. I don't know about that. A no, lot, there's a lot people happens here. in Brampton. There's people in Ottawa too. It doesn't make it exciting. I was in. We were in Ottawa a week ago. Yeah, yeah food's a little better. It's in Ottawa, horrible. Oh, wow, food's good. I don't know. I if guess you, food if can you be know anywhere. where to look, yeah, there's certain. Um, like I love Middle Eastern food. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Middle Eastern food is fantastic in Ottawa. Tons mm-hmm. of different Lebanese places yeah. and all sorts of different uh, things. There's a Afghani place that we love to go over there. Yeah. Um, so they have they have I mean, that. You got to start going them. to these places. Oh, I know for sure. Have you been to the Middle East at all? No, no, oh, never. Man, I was I was thinking about it. My friend wanted me to go to uh, Qatar, but then I just never ended up doing it because it's just like nah, too expensive. Iraq whatever. to me, Iraq would be a wonderful mm, starting point. Yeah, yeah. Where there's no real danger and the people yeah. are and the food is incredible. Oh, I well. can only imagine. <sighs> yeah. Very, very nice people. Go in the summer months, you don't want to go, it gets cold in the yeah, winter. Yeah, true. Yeah, people don't realize that the desert does get cold. Yeah, even winter. Africa. Even yeah. the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. Like you go in the wrong time and you're cold. Yep. Yep. Any other questions, Mo? I don't know. I got so much runs <laughs> through my head, man. So much. have you done Turkey? Yeah. 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 I didn't see any videos of yeah, it. Yeah, my wife was asking, she's Turkey. I guess that's it. This is a pre YouTube versus yeah. the during YouTube. So I've I've been there but without a camera. Yeah, yeah. I've been there quite a few times. I hear Turkey's interesting because it's like um what's the the capital city that everybody goes Istanbul. to? Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah. yeah. So I know some people that really did not like most of Istanbul, but mm-hmm. they went out of Istanbul and then they were like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Like yeah, you big go to difference. like the the coastline and stuff. It's a gorgeous country. Yeah, I have to yeah. explore it properly. Yeah, and I'm glad I haven't done it, mm-hmm. but I will do it with with the camera. Right. But I believe it's the only country that goes on two continents in the world because mm. you cross the bridge and you're in Asia. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. in Europe and then in Asia, mm. right? While still being in Turkey. Yeah. Very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, is that pretty much it. Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess if we're talking about... <laughs> I've got so much. This is running. And I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, talking about YouTube, because now you're in it, you know, you're... It's, it's successful, I would say. It looks good. What, you know, would you... Do you have advice for someone that's starting out on YouTube? Yeah. Um, what would you say, you know, if I knew this now, I would do this when I start? Yeah. Uh, I think YouTube is 100% um, everybody should try. Yeah. It's just like one of those things, like swimming. Like, just try it out. Yeah. Everyone's going to do it for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to do it because they want to make it their career. Some people want to get ridiculously rich. Other people just want to have a way to share some of their stories. Right. And I think all are great. And I think in order for YouTube to continue to grow, we need all of them. Mm-hmm. We need that person that's going to upload once every six months. Right. We need that vlogger that's going to upload every day. Um, there's enough space for everyone. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is if you're going to get into YouTube, at first it should just be for fun. No doubt. There's no way before uploading your first video you should have the mindset of, I'm going to get rich from this. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to overplan it, you're going to overplot it, and stuff's not going to get done. Right. I just say just start. Because I see this all the time. People ask me, like, Chris, uh, I'm trying to get, help me, I'm trying to get 1,000 subscribers, so my first video is going to be, I said, what do you mean 1,000 subscribers? You don't even have a video? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm working on getting my subscribers. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I, I compare it to sports. Like, if mm-hmm. you never played basketball before, you never once, before touching the ground, the court, think, what NBA team am I going to play on? Right. Right. You think about, let me just shoot the ball mm-hmm. and pass the ball and run the ball. Yeah, like, exactly. This is what YouTube should be. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't even think about money and all that. Know that there are enough people out there. I heard the number today. In the USA, there are over 5,500 people with a million plus subscribers. 5,500. 5, so there are more than 5,500 people that have made over a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You can just equate a million subscribers with a million dollars a year. Mm, uh, I wouldn't, but... I know people with less than a million yeah. that make a lot more than a million. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. use it as an average. Yeah. If you have a million subscribers and they're not shorts, uh, you better be making a million dollars mm-hmm. a year from it. Um, understand that it is possible to make money, good money from it, yeah, even course. under a million yeah. subscribers. Um, Trust but do, me, do if you make a half a million dollars a year, you're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, look, my channel right now, I'm yeah. making, when I travel, I'm averaging $1,000 a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my best month so far has been like $26,000. Nice. Uh, which covers my travel. Mm-hmm. But, and the reason I share that is not for any reason but to motivate people that. Yeah, exactly. Right. What other job could you get, hopefully doing what you love, mm-hmm. where you're making $26,000? And I'm only two and a half years into it. So my goal is not this. My goal is to become um, as big as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, like if you watch my videos, I give away a, bit, a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I give away more money than I make. I can't, and a lot of it's off camera. I can't walk by a family that has no food and know that I have <clears throat> money in my pocket. I'm not yeah. going to give them a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. So I give it back. So the more money I can make with my channel, the more people I can help right. along right. the way. hundred yeah. percent. This is my goal. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I have all the things I need in life. Right. If I can help people, amazing. And you know, as my audience grows, I use GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a few things. I don't do it, do it all the time, but maybe every third trip, I'll be like, hey, I got this family that really needs help. Right. And then we raise like, four thousand dollars in one day mm-hmm. and then i can go back and help this family it's incredible mm-hmm. so it's more than just views you know views equal money which equals yeah. if you're not selfish you can help a lot of people as well exactly so yeah. to answer the question youtube is great yeah, yeah. started as a as a for fun a hobby mm-hmm. uh if you find that it, it's growing bigger than it is yeah make it a make it a job mm-hmm. that's great yeah and like you said like yeah i mean people do it for a variety of different reasons to make money to get famous you know just to share their life whatever it might be but at the end of the day you can do all of that combined which is fantastic yeah, right for sure. so and it's a lot of fun to help people too at the end of the day i mean there's been a lot of people that i've managed to help uh make youtube essentially a full-time career themselves um and i just did it just because i wanted to help them and i wanted to see them succeed yeah, right? i don't sure. like to get jealous of people if somebody's doing a little bit better than somebody else on youtube you should be like really super proud of that person Man, ask them what are they doing I differently it. i love it right? i'm addicted yeah, yeah. Yeah, what i say all the time is like good mm-hmm. people deserve to win yeah absolutely i know people that started their channel after me that are doubling me mm-hmm. i'm in the back clapping yeah. i'm excited to see that uh people are able to do it it's yeah. like me trying to figure out what can i do next but i use that as motivation mm-hmm. for sure yep youtube is the answer for anybody listening um you might not be the best looking or the best speaker or uh you might not think your talent is worth sharing but in reality if you start filming mm-hmm. let let the audience choose 
Mm-hmm. Because if you look at, let's say if we were to take a um, um, the 100 biggest YouTubers in the world and put their faces on a wall, mm-hmm. we would say that 80 plus percent of them don't look like they would be TV famous. They're right. not good enough looking to be an actor or an action mm-hmm. hero. But in reality, they've really exploded because the everyday person can really succeed on YouTube. And I think that's why it's so much fun. You don't yeah. need to hand in a resume. You don't need approval to upload. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's an incredible platform. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's also, also a lot of fun learning things. Yes. Right? I like learning, not even just like the going out and like the, the travel learning type of stuff, like learning like what we were talking about before, but what can I do better? Yeah. Right? Learning little tricks of editing or, you know, certain uh, equipment, gadgets, whatever it might be, lighting. Right, learning how to set some set up a scene properly to make it look a certain way with shadows and like for us the podcast here was was a learning curve. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. Yeah. I just messaged him one day. I'm like, hey, you want to start a podcast? He's like, yeah, sure. Where are we doing it? I'm like, well, I'll rent an office. I'll spend all this money and order all this equipment, and here we are. Right. Yeah. We just kind of figured out how everything works along the way. So and that's the coolest part about YouTube is you can learn along the way. You can make mistakes, right? You should so, make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't make mistakes, you didn't do it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I've had a great time. Thank you know, whenever you so much. whenever I can talk with other people that are uh, passionate about yeah, a topic similar definitely. to mine, I get excitement because in my regular life, really all I'm doing is working. Mm-hmm. So I get I, I'm I'm really happy. And off camera, I still want to get some tips because a hundred percent this year, um, I need to go out with you on on any kind let's of event it. so I can learn more yeah, about let's this. Go. Yeah, I know you want to do the uh, learn how to do the whole ghost hunting thing. So we'll yeah. figure out a time when we can do it, whether it's here or in another country. The scariest night ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping in uh, something crazy. <laughs> Done a lot of those. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for uh, coming out. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, it was such a pleasure meeting you and uh, Tristan as well. I know you guys can't see him on camera, but he's yeah. there. <laughs> um, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, I, I guess, that. yeah. We'll uh, figure something out in the future. Um, as for those of you at home, thank you for uh, watching this video. And of course, go and subscribe to Chris. I will leave his link down in the description below. Go and hit his subscribe button. Leave a nice comment. And uh, yeah. And if you're new here, of course, subscribe. Turn those notifications on. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.